You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com, which you can get early every Tuesday over at patreon.com slash Thunderquack. Or you can wait and get it late every Friday on podcast services across the galaxy. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. Uh, and uh, uh, it's hot. Oh, everywhere. It's hot everywhere, yeah. I feel like, right now. Like, I've, I've been seeing a lot of stuff that's coming up from America saying that yeah. it's really hot. And then I just, I just came back to Vancouver, and I decided we do not have air conditioning here. And it is upsetting. Like last night was real hard to sleep. And that's the first time that because I have been I have been sequestered at my parents' house for a very long time and in a cool basement and then they also have air conditioning. So it's been a it's been a brutal twenty four hours, that's to say the least. But air air conditioning that you don't have to pay for. I know. Which is even better. So nice. Air conditioning you don't have to pay for. They also have like a fresh garden. I'm gonna it's gonna be a rough rough last little bit of summer. But I'm I'm pleased to be back. It's it is nice, but it is I mean in Vancouver I think I think that this was the peak. I think that this was our summer heat wave. Yeah. And then maybe we might get another like high twenties in September. Because we tend to get like that second or third week of September. We we oh, get that sometimes little, it gets like, a little hot again, yeah. We but get that this little is, return but this of is, summer, but but this is all it is. It's just a couple days that it gets hot, yeah. and then and it's and 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 in Vancouver we're being real wusses about it because it's like thirty <laughs> degrees, right? Like, come on, yeah, it's not. That I mean, bad. that's true. I was back in the Okanagan; it was like forty at some points yeah. in time, which I don't understand what that is. I'm going to Google it right now for Fahrenheit. What is thirty? I feel. Oh, I know this because our hot tub. Is in because we do Fahrenheit and Celsius in yeah. the in hot tubs. That's like the only thing that Canadians use Fahrenheit for, which I think is really interesting. I feel yeah. like there's maybe one other thing. Thirty is, is like approaching the like, the nineties, I think. Yeah, and but forty, like is like a hundred in a hot tub. Yeah, which is and I guess so a hot hot tub. I was going to say hot tub flavor. Hot tub flavor is... Optimal hot tub flavor? Optimal hot tub flavor is like 100 and, yeah. 102, 104. I mean, like when you... 106. When you think about what a hot tub is actually doing, you are just making person <laughs> soup. That's yeah, basically. You're making person basically. broth. And uh, just drop the people in and whatever... Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, flavor you're gonna get from those people. That's what you're cooking in there. That's why we put lots of chemicals in it, because uh, it. it is just Ooh, that is a hundred. That's is it's forty degrees Celsius is about a hundred and four. Okay, yeah. so it's like yeah, it's like I don't know. It's like exponential. It's just so bizarre how American temperatures work. How any so, of their units of measure work? Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, thirty. What's that? Eight. It's eight high eighties. Eighty six. Eighty six ish. I don't know. Um, Again, I don't know what that. I don't know what that means. A hundred degrees though sounds insane. That's, yeah. But that's, I guess, because that's boiling water. So like, that's like, what is do, do? How do Americans 
Like, that just seems like really standard that 100 is boiling and zero is freezing. Like, is that how America, do Americans measure their water boiling in Celsius? I just have a, or do, or do you boil water at, and then you have whatever Fahrenheit it is? I don't even well, know what, what I read temperature a tweet Fahrenheit the other day is. that Americans, a lot of Americans don't even own kettles and they boil their water for tea in the microwave. That is. I read that too, and that cannot be true. It's Speaking absurd. Speaking of conspiracy theories on the internet, from it's our absurd. Uh, conspiracy theories is referencing it? the uncut version uncut of this episode. Version. But that uh, can't be. Yeah. That can't be true. A kettle costs like ten bucks. Like who doesn't and is have way a more kettle? efficient and will boil water for you way faster than. Yeah. But but maybe people aren't actually boiling their water or getting it to the appropriate temperature for their tea. Because like how do you in, make tea without boiled water in this household. <laughs> We you boil our oh, yeah. water to the appropriate. I don't even drink the tea. I just make the tea. <laughs> but I take it very seriously because, man, this sucks. Uh, David's Tea has closed down all but one location in British Columbia. Did you know that? I have, but they are remaining open online. So I've been buying massive amounts oh, of tea online. okay. So they're Perfect. becoming an online store. Yeah, I was real, real upset. I found out oh, about it. Oh, my goodness. I found you know out about it back, last time I came back to Vancouver to go to David's Tea's. I walked by David's Tea's. It was closed, and I ha- yeah. almost had a, like, hissy fit. And then I went online, and they said that they're just closing all of their brick-and-mortar stores, but that they'll remain an online outlet. So I bought, like, a butt-ton of tea. Especially their, like, fruity, um, like, they have a lot of, like, mocktail teas. So I yeah. got a bunch of, like, mocktail teas as well. But, yeah. Do I want 10% off of my purchase? Of course I do. Of I'm going to sign up for their do. mailing list. Uh, oh. Yeah. David's tea. tea is a very Canadian thing, I think. Is it really? Yeah, I don't think it's in the States. Huh. Um, but, yeah, I, I, on all of their tea, on all of their loose-leaf tea that you buy, uh, it has the the appropriate temperature to yeah. to steep it at um and so our kettle it has a bunch of settings so i i always do it at like the one that's the closest um, i will say that there are i don't think i've ever i don't know if i've ever like had an example of this before on the podcast but like there is something that i'm jealous of that mike and crystal have that i do not and that is a precise boiler temperature on their tea kettle. It's a beautiful kettle. And every time I come every time I come over, I do um, I'm gross. I yeah. have because I have no concept of this, I always just hit the highest setting and then I like immediately I'm like, Amanda, you plebe. Like use <laughs> yeah. the proper tea settings. You have the option. So I am you have a you have a real fantastic kettle. I will say. It's 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 great and it actually would match like i've been buying some stainless steel stuff to go on my like i have a like, like a little coffee and wine bar that's a, a desk that went to gross misuse for years that i never used it so i turned it into a coffee and wine bar but i just bought i have a stainless steel coffee pot i just bought and i have a stainless steel toaster i just bought so like your kettle would if i feel like next time you downsize because Tend, I tend to get a lot of Mike and Crystal's hand-me-downs when they become more adultier adults than I do. So <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Uh, when when you live in our backyard, yeah, I, very exciting. Uh, it'll that'll be that process will be so much easier because it won't be like how are we going to get this to your house? It'll just, <laughs> just be like okay, pick up that end and we'll, we'll bring it over. Um, yeah, we were Crystal and I were once again talking about that nice. uh, the other day. I have been I have been chatting uh, like a little bit because I was back at home where all my friends have like own houses because you know it's the Okanagan and they cost like yeah a pittance of what they are out here and then I'm going man you guys the prices are lowering and I'm like you guys could actually get a place where there could be a townhouse or a a, a laneway house for me so anyways 
the point of this conversation was that the yeah. tea has to be boiled at a specific temperature, and I don't yeah. understand how you would do that in a microwave. You can't do that makes, in a microwave. You can't. You can't do that in a microwave. Also, but like, is yeah. this a Canadian? Is is there like there's some times where I'm kind of like, the we're much more of a British colony than yeah. America, and I feel like perhaps tea is one of those things yep. that there's a pretty equal divide in Canada between tea drinkers and coffee drinkers. And I don't think that that same, like, I think that, the, I think States. that the majority of people in the U S particularly in the Southern States are going to be drinking their tea in sweet tea fashion, right? Oh, like, yeah. like they're going to drink it as iced tea. And it's so, just, no, it's not iced tea. It's, it's different from what we it, do. And it's but. barely sweet. It is cold tea that is what it is i have such a problem with american cold tea i saw i saw a recipe <laughs> online and i was like actually i think i might try that i mean um, if you add a butt ton of sugar to it i feel it, like it that's, required like, it required like it looked like half a bag of sugar like, yeah, half like a, it's just, yeah. but it's like at that point just buy a brisk like why yeah. or just drink drink the nest tea although okay i do have to say that it is like again i don't know if i've ever talked about her on the podcast but like my alter ego who at in a different in a bunch of different life choices decided to like settle in georgia and and just like drinks like sweet peach tea and it's like a thing where i just have like a different but i have ordered this in the states so many times because iced tea is one of my favorites and i order it in the states and it just it's just gross but it's like because i think it's like i haven't had real like i feel like if somebody made me sweet tea that it would be sweet sweet tea is different from iced tea if you order an iced tea in the states you're gonna get cold tea yeah if you want what we call iced tea in canada you want to order a sweet tea but yeah yeah. anyways Anyways, uh let's get into the news there's (laughs) There's only really like these two things that I want to talk about really quick. Um, Jensen Ackles actually just announced this morning on Instagram that he's going to be joining season three of The Boys, which means I now have to watch The Boys because it's got Carl Urban in it already. So it's stupid that I haven't watched it yet. Um, But now that it'll have Jensen Ackles. Sorry. Season one is already out. Yeah, I've watched season season two is in like the next couple weeks, I think. Okay, okay. I was going to say, because I don't think it's quite come out yet because I haven't watched it yet. Season three, they're. Season three would be filming within the next few weeks if we weren't in the situation that we're in. But I think that they're gearing up for a September start of production. So. That's why this announcement is coming out, because he's obviously just been cast as the character Because he can finally do other shows, because Supernatural's ending. The last seven episodes, I think, of Supernatural are starting, are going to air. I don't know. Again, this Jensen Ackles news came up, and then it, I think on my Pinterest, it started showing me (laughs) tangential things for (laughs) Supernatural. It's like, oh, you care about Jensen Ackles? I'm like, I really don't. I care about the boys, though. I mean, Jensen Ackles is like... I have a real soft spot for Jensen Ackles because yeah. he has spent so much of his career in Vancouver. And I just really, like, I really like that. Like, all the way from, like, like classic sci-fi, like, Vancouver shows. Dark yeah. Angel, man. Um, I just want to point out to the audience, in case they missed it, yes, Amanda is the last one using Pinterest. Okay. She's, <laughs> she's still using Pinterest. That's why every once in a while when you Google something... A, a Pinterest links com- link comes up and it's and you go to look at it and you're like oh this is Pinterest I can't there's no there's no text associated with this there's no link to anything I am also terrible it's literally just a picture and it's not helpful when I re like pin things I also yeah. am terrible for never changing it's like a it's like a it's like a a no no on Pinterest you're supposed to write something different like when you re repin something 
and I just don't. I just pin. I just want to like remember what the original thing is. And one of the worst things that I really enjoy about Pinterest is reading the stuff that's stolen from Tumblr. <laughs> like it's really like the text. Uh, yeah. The text well, box. I mean, yeah, I think you're in safe territory because it's just you and that one 62 year old lady who's really into quilting. So okay. That cannot be true because the intersection of things I love always come up on Pinterest and they're always new. And I'm like, I really enjoy this random crossover, like fan fiction of like, we've talked about this before. Pride and Prejudice and Star Wars intersect much more on Pinterest than you would expect, probably. Uh, More than I'm going to look into because I just just don't like Pinterest as an interface. I just think that it's a it's an obnoxious site. But um, (laughs) cool. Pretty, pretty pictures of houses that I quite like. Um, Pictures of pretty houses. So Jensen Ackles is going to be on the boys. (laughs) That's it. That's the end of that news story. I told you it was quick. Uh, and then uh, this was interesting. I read this a few days ago uh, that Disney is is telling everybody uh, exhibitors uh, like like so movie theater companies uh, that New Mutants is still going to open in theaters on August 28th. Um, interesting. Which like, yeah, some theaters are I mean, uh, the, the, the theater by me is open and I looked at the seating chart and it's like. You got like two seats next to each other, like that you're obviously supposed to buy together. And then you got like four seats between you and the next person. So there it's like, I I think I counted it on one of the theaters that I was looking at. It's like maybe 15, 16 people to a theater. Right. In some instances. And I said to Crystal, that's totally fine by me. Like, cause I'll still wear my mask. Like I don't mind wearing a mask if I'm sitting in a chair watching a movie. That's not a big deal. Like I'll still wear my mask and I'll, and, and whatever. Like it's like it, I don't know. It's I. we haven't sort of like bit the bullet on it just yet, but that's more about scheduling. It's like, when am I going to go to the movie theater right now? We've got the kids 90% of the time. Um, But, uh, but, but. I would like to go to the movie theater, especially because they don't, there's no new movies in the theater right now. So it's like, they've been like rotating star Wars movies through. So like empire strikes back was in the theater a few weeks ago. And I really wish I would have gone and watched that. Um, Jurassic park is just always playing right now. Like the original Jurassic (laughs) park. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, And it's like seeing that in movie theaters. That would be sweet. I'll go watch Fun Jurassic fact Park. about Jurassic Park: I was too young to be able to see it when it came out, like my for you know parental guidance reasons and my parents. But my, I had a friend whose dad worked at the movie theater, and I remember seeing the helicopter scene, like the very last bit, like through the top little window where the projector yeah. comes out of Jurassic Park. So that like Jurassic Park in my mind is that helicopter escaping the island. Like that is <laughs> that is my like first impression of Jurassic Park. That's but really I, sad. I would totally watch it in a movie theater. That's so you've never movie. seen Jurassic Park in a theater? I don't think so, no. Wow. Yeah. You should go see it. I think yeah, I think you I should think I would enjoy it. it. Um Jurassic Park is one of like my earliest like not earliest theater film going experiences because I definitely like I mean I was eight, so I'd been to the movies a ton. Um but it's one of the first like I would say like really memorable like I remember how I felt in the theater while watching oh, wow. that movie, particularly like the first, cause I saw Jurassic park in the theater. I want to say 
I don't know, five times wow. that summer. Um, cause I just kept making people take me to it. And the reason why is because the first three times I saw it, I couldn't watch cause I was eight. I couldn't watch the T-Rex sequence. Oh yeah. Cause um, it would get to the point where the T-Rex would, would come out of the, the, the electric fence, right? Like he, she yeah. pulls it down and steps out and roars and my hands would go over my eyes. And it, and, oh. and it would be like, is it done? Is it done? Is it done? And so I went with my dad, like opening weekend, uh, with my dad and, and my, uh, uh, like friends of our family, uh, Auntie Tara and Uncle Neil. And, uh, and I remember my dad being annoyed that I didn't watch that part. Oh. And then I made him take me back like a week later, like a week or two later and did it again. And so when I asked for the third time to go see it, because I was like, I wanted to like conquer that, right? Like I yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I loved the rest of the movie. I could handle the rest of the movie, which which now as an adult, I find the the raptor stuff to be way more suspenseful, way more Oh, yeah, oh, yeah the stuff in the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, than, it's not, the, the thing T-Rex is, stuff. the difference is that the, the stuff with the T-Rex includes the kids. And yeah. that fear well, no, is the, the raptor kids. Stuff oh, no, the raptor the stuff too. includes the kids yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think it's the scale of it, right? Yeah, like it's maybe, the, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like the, so the third time I asked him, he was like, I'm not taking you back to the movie so that you can just, and I, it's so funny because now as an adult, now as a dad, I totally know that feeling of like, I'm not wasting money taking you to this movie again, just for you to miss the part that you want to see so bad. Um, so I, I conned one of my mom's coworkers into taking me like a, another friend <laughs> of the awesome. family. And, and it was on the third time with, with her that, that I finally like got the guts and, and, and watched it and then needed to go back again and again to see it over and over. So yeah, I saw that movie like five times in the theaters and it, then I saw it when they did the 3d re-release, re-release and yeah, I Jurassic Park's just, one of my favorite gone a lot, all time. Which is, which is good. I will say, I think that it's really interesting to me that you were on the cusp of being able to watch it because yeah. I'm a year younger. Right. Yeah. And this is the thing too. You're the youngest of three boys. Right. Yeah. And I'm the oldest of two girls. Yeah. And that one age difference plus the difference of generationally, like your parents would have been used to aging you up for stuff. Yeah. Whereas my parents aged me down because of my sister. So yeah. it makes sense that my parents wouldn't have let me see the movie. Because I'm kind of like, it, why didn't I see Jurassic Park? You know, it's yeah. not even my parents as much as it is having that brother that is five years older, four yeah, and a half yeah, years like older just, than me. Yeah. Um, because the the first horror movie that I ever saw would have been around that same time, around like like ninety. 394 um I, th- I think probably 93 and it was leprechaun have you ever oh, seen the leprechaun movies no because i was too i would they wouldn't let me watch it like leprechaun they're terrifying was the first like they're real so, they're they yeah, are they, they, they are they, like they seem, yeah they're i i i like they're also very funny and now as an adult it's like they're very they're, there's a campiness to there's, them oh, 90s horror is great but at like, the same time the horror elements of the leprechaun especially like the first two leprechaun movies they get sillier as they go which all yeah. of them do right yeah yeah, yeah. That's the hallmark of 90s horror is that, like, the more you do it, the more outlandish the stuff gets, the less scary it is. That first leprechaun, I remember, he's, like, his, he has, like, these fingernails that can grow out. 
Sorry, Sarah Beth, we're talking about horror movies. You literally just, <laughs> just said on the Facebook group that you don't do horror. I, I'm not going to describe this in too much detail. But his, like, his fingernails would, like, grow out so that he could kill people, right? That's how he would, like, yeah. cut, like, like slit throats and stuff. Because it, it was a slasher too. movie about yeah. a weird <laughs> leprechaun monster. If you stole his gold, he would kill you. Um, there's a great joke about Lucky Charm cereal in it. Uh, and then Jennifer Aniston's in the first one. That's another highlight. But I remember, I don't know if it's in Leprechaun 1 or 2, because obviously I was a kid. I was I was 8, so, uh, and traumatized by them. But there there is a scene where he, like, extends the nail, like, into someone's eyeball. Oh, and it's like, and that's gross. like, that. it was like body horror type stuff, oh, like the torture yeah. porn type, before we had a word for that. Um, that's, uh, that, that was, that, like, is still, like, that's still good horror. Like, that's, that's, it's no good. It's, it, like, it's not it's fun. Just, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, fun it's to, like... to, to subject yourself to it, but it's not, like, you know, you guys know what I mean. Um, yeah, but I, I can remember, like, you're right, because having a, a brother five years older than me, I, I, after Jurassic Park came out, a movie called, uh, uh, Carnosaur, came out i might have talked about this on the podcast previously. i've never heard of this movie okay there's there's a movie there's a film series actually called carnosaur that is it's from around it. the same time uh and it's very hokey and very cheesy but it is about um and and some people think that it is actually inspired by jurassic park but like it's it's like an unlicensed sort of jurassic yeah. park sort of thing um, and it's less about like, oh, we're going to make these for a park, but we're going to genetically engineer dinosaurs for, I think it's for military purposes. Like, I think that they want them to be like murder machines, right? Yeah. Um, it's evil scientists. And um, at, at one point in the movie, uh, the, the main scientist, I think she's the main scientist who like developed this. She has like one of the ways that they make the 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 carnosaurs is by injecting them into a female host, like a human host. What? Uh, yeah, and so she gives birth to a carnosaur, and I always thought this is why I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, and listeners uh, can 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 I, it's, it's I, likely that I just forgot about. Yeah, it, it is. It's highly likely you forgot, but that our keen listeners will remember. That's how I learned about the birds and the bees. That is how I learned where babies come from. (laughs) Not that it was because it was never again, being the youngest of three. I don't think that it was ever like a secret. It was never like a it was never like a cabbage patch situation. But it was something that you'd never come from storks. Yeah, it it was just but like but like that was the first time that that my eight year old brain was expanded into the knowledge of like babies come out of women. <laughs> they come out of their private area. Right. Um, because this dinosaur comes a uh, shooting out of this lady. And uh, like, it's not like you see bits or anything, but like, she's like on the ground with her legs up. And so like between that and look who's talking my parents never is had to a, have that talk with Is it upsetting that the part that bothers me the most about that is that, like, dinosaurs are, are not mammals? Like, that's the most... But, carna- but, but carnosaurs had human DNA in them, so, oh, you, like, okay. you're, you know, okay. like... I'm sorry, listen, I'm sorry. All right? You okay. just sound ignorant. Okay. Okay? I'm fair. Um, I'll take that one. We should watch Carnosaur sometime. No, we I, should not watch Carnosaur. 
It, they are not scary. Dude, if we're going to see watch something, we should watch Gremlins, because I've also never seen Gremlins. Oh, my God. <laughs> At Christmas, we're watching Gremlins. Okay. At Christmas, we're watching Gremlins. Is that one of those I'm movies gonna... that's like a Christmas movie? But it's It is like... a Christmas movie. No, it, okay. it is a Christmas movie. He literally gets, he gets Gizmo, the Mogwai, which is where the Gremlins come from. He gets him as a Christmas gift. It's oh, a Christmas okay. movie, for sure. Um, Interesting. But it is also a horror movie. Uh, and it's also a comedy. Gremlins is one of the best movies ever made. I can't believe you've never seen Gremlins. We're going to fix that. You're going to you're gonna isolate for two weeks. And then you're going to come over and you can sit like far away from us on the couch. <laughs> on, a, on a different seat. We'll rearrange yeah. the living room if we have to. So that I can be on my own and watch and we'll, Gremlins. And we'll all wear masks. and We'll, we'll nice. make Crystal wear a mask. She's the nice. risk. She's been working with all these kids and stuff. She's the risk. But I, uh, and you can come over and we'll watch Gremlins at Christmas now. I love it. Uh, yeah, man, Gremlins is so good. <laughs> uh, cool. Do you want to get into the main topic? We didn't really actually talk about the fact that New Mutants is expected to come out. Oh, yeah, New Mutants has been delayed like four times. And it's like it's like if they were going to like go like, meh, let's see how this movie goes. I yeah. feel like New Mutants is definitely in the movie. That, that doesn't surprise me at all that they're like, Let's just see what yeah. happens. Technically, it's Disney, right? Like, testing yeah. the waters with this. So it's interesting that this is happening because it's a Fox movie, but it's a Fox movie that they acquired in the bio. So uh, so Disney is testing both sides of it. Like, let's put New Mutants out and see if anybody goes to see it. And let's put Mulan out in premier access, which is what they're calling but this it's new like format. But that is a biased litmus test because nobody would have gone, fewer people would have gone to see New Mutants anyways, yes. right? Ugh. Well, certainly without an advertising campaign. Well, right, uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't that's even a bit know of a problem. Happening. But right. um, anyways, let, let's get into our main topic. Okay. Or we no, won't. wait. We have we to talk, talk about, about what watching. we've been watching. But I'm, I was okay if you skipped it because I was terrible at not watching. I didn't watch anything. But you watched you watched stuff. Talk about your stuff. I finished Ghost of Tsushima. So I'm, I'm done that game. I'm done that video game, which means that this list is going to be longer in coming weeks because now I have time again. Um, but I also watched the first episodes of Lower Decks and Love, Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country I actually watched like right before recording, basically while I was eating dinner tonight. So I Lower Decks I watched on my phone while I was putting Cassie to sleep. So she, putting Cassie to sleep means sitting in a chair while she sleeps on you until she's so asleep that you can put her in the crib without her crying. Um, so that's, there's a lot of waiting involved in that. So I put my headphones in and I watched the first episode of Lower Decks. Actually, I think it might've even been at like one thirty in the morning. It might've been her waking up in the middle of the night and getting her back to sleep. Yeah. Um, man, having kids is a lot of work. <laughs> I was underwhelmed, but, um, but I will say I was underwhelmed in exactly the way I was expecting to be underwhelmed. <laughs> so I'm go. not disappointed in the show. It has a lot of potential, but, um, I think it's going to need to get out of its own way. Uh, It's way too concerned with being irreverent and thumbing its nose at Star Trek. It needs to tone that down a little bit. You need to love the source material. It needs to be Star Trek. Yeah. But then have fun with the fact that it's Star Trek a little bit more. But it's also the pilot. And I expected for the pilot and for the whole first season for them to do a lot of like hey, what about this trope? Hey, what about this? And it'll be like in the second and third seasons where they run out of that stuff to talk about, where they have to start creating organic comedy from the actual show uh, based on the relationships. I like the characters. I like uh, I, I like a lot of what they're doing. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, there's also a lot of like recycled... Rick and Morty does it better. 
Oh, I think yeah. like that's kind of the there biggest thing is that like like Dan Harmon is way more clever than the writers on Lower Decks, um, and and Justin Roiland as well. So the uh, and then on top of that, they're not tied to a to a franchise. So they like Rick and Morty. The gloves are one hundred percent off. Like anything is fair game, and they they go to disgusting, filthy, awesome places with that. So. Um, uh, if you wanted to to experience a better version of Lower Decks, Rick and Morty is the better version. Um, but at the same time, it's like, well, you know, it, there aren't always new episodes of Rick and Morty to watch. Like, like you know, you're yeah. going to run out of episodes of that. And, and so watch watch this as well. Um, so I think it's worth, worth it for people to check out and see if it's their cup of tea. Uh, Lovecraft Country, on the other hand, I was blown away by i expect that i'm going to be in the minority on this i don't think that it's going to hit with the general audience in the way that hbo would want it to but it is so well crafted i guess that that's a pun as i look at the word lovecraft but like everyone involved is firing on all cylinders um the cinematography is excellent the acting is off the charts. I think that the, the 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 three main characters are are so so believable and great. Journey Smollett is is one of them, um, who uh, we talked about a lot when we talked about Birds of Prey. She was Black Canary in that. Um, and I the 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 mystery of it is incredible. And if you don't want any spoilers, I'm gonna like I'm just gonna talk about this really quick. I would actually suggest that most people, if you know you're already interested, that you skip ahead because I don't want to ruin any of the experience. Like, just go into this first episode as blind as possible. Um, but I, I, if you want, if you want the full recommendation, then listen. Then, but if not, skip ahead a couple minutes um, uh, for Amanda starting what she's watching. I okay. I'm, this is spoilers now. They in the first episode, I thought, I thought this would be like most horror, like most, and especially like most Arkham horror, like like Lovecraft type stuff, where it's like in the shadows, skittering sounds, and it's a lot of like what you don't see that's scary. They do not do that in this show. I, uh, they isn't that Lovecraftian though to like see. Like yes, but beast. nobody does it right. <laughs> that's right. the point. I mean, but is that's... that everybody everybody shies away from it and does the Jaws approach of like just show the fin because right. it's scarier. And yes, it is. But the 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 monsters aren't the scary part of Lovecraft. That's missing the point. The right. monsters yeah. are the window dressing to get you in. The scary part of Lovecraft is the human beings, right? right? That's always, always. Like, that's the twist in every Lovecraft is that humans are the real monsters after all. Um, and he exemplifies that because he was a horrible racist bigot. So, I, uh, you know, like, like, like and that's, and the sh- this show gets into it. It gets into that whole aspect of it. It nails that part of Lovecraft storytelling. But they call out, uh, Shogoths by name like they say that term because the, the main character has read Lovecraft this is a world where the author exists oh, but we're getting into an idea of like also he was writing about something real 
right? Which is one of the things, like like one of the things that a lot of fans of Lovecraft believe, which is that he has, he had like a window into into a reality that most of us ignore or can't comprehend. Um, cool. And so, like they call out a lot of this Lovecraftian stuff by name, uh, and and then we see the monsters. We see them in full view for more than a half a second and they are amazing they are glorious to behold they are so well done and it's so good and i can't believe that like that a that a show is actually going there because the last thing that hbo did that got into this territory was true detective season one and all we got was like a little tiny bit in the middle of that season and then the moments at the end of the first season and it was all very like did that really happen right detective is not about murder uh it absolutely is but there is a there's a there's a there's a lovecraftian element to it that's very very light it's it's like saying that you put mayonnaise on a sandwich when what you did was you put mayo on somebody else's sandwich and then you used a piece of bread to wipe the mayo off of the knife. And you went, yeah, I put mayo on that one too, right? Like it was like if you took a bite and you ate most of the sandwich and you were like, this was a sandwich without mayonnaise. And then you took your last bite and you were like, was there mayonnaise on the sandwich? Uh, and then you think about that sandwich for about three months because you're like, was there more mayonnaise on that sandwich than I thought? Uh, and you rewatch it, and you're <laughs> this like, is a, "Like a very no. vivid analogy." And I ate uh, a, I ate mayonnaise on my sandwich today. So. Oh, there you go. I it was it's very relatable. Uh, my analogies are known for that. Anyways, I the other the other thing that I think is worth shouting out, and that I think will get you to maybe check it out, is that the opening of this first episode is an incredible sequence with. Uh, uh, a Martian invasion um, but like it's it the show takes place in the 1950s so it's very like it's very realistic like very high fidelity 1950s style flying saucers and war of the world's three-legged uh, like laser beam shooting things and um, I and one of the flying saucers stops and the green beam comes out the bottom and out of that comes uh, a, a red Martian woman. Uh, and and when our character wakes up from this dream sequence, he's been reading uh, A Princess of Mars. Oh, cool. So it's a... Nice. And, and like he, they actually talk about it. Like they actually oh, nice. talk about John Carter. So, cool. um, yeah. It, <sighs> I was really... I'm very impressed that that went there. I was like... I guess Mike just knows that I like UFOs, I guess. Like, why is this yeah, interesting? No, to, but yeah. no, it's the John... I like it. Yeah, yeah um, it's the John Carter element. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then it, it gets into um, uh, uh, all sorts of sci-fi, fantasy, horror stuff that's really cool. Um, but then, like, the, the characters are just relatable and great. Um, cool. But the thing that is the most standout for me is the score, uh, which, which, like, the score is phenomenal. And it's... It's almost like John Williams, but like the Lovecraft version of a John Williams score. Nice. Um, and it's it's scored by uh, Laura Karpman and uh, Raphael Sadiq is is also credited on the first episode. Or it was I think I saw it on IMDb. Um, but I think Laura Karpman is it's doing like the the score score, and then I think that Raphael Sadiq is is maybe doing some of the the 
uh, diegetic music, like the in-world stuff, as well as a little bit. There's there's some like there's some anachronistic elements to it of like like the 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 soundtrack and incorporates some modern music as well because it's about the the main characters are African American. It's it's the 1950s. It's about racism, right? Like that's what it's about. Um, But yeah, I I love it so far in the first episode crystal watched it with me and actually is like down to watch the rest of the series with me so uh that's a i can't put a higher stamp of approval on it than that because she i had to explain to her who hp lovecraft was about 15 minutes in because she doesn't care about that sort of thing so once i did she was like oh okay (laughs) like i kind of get this now and her touchstone was like i was like because I was having a hard time explaining Lovecraft to her because it's very difficult to explain Lovecraft to somebody who doesn't know what it is. And I was like, Hellboy. Hellboy is... The, the imagery in Hellboy is is borrowed from Lovecraft. Like, the, the tentacled gods and stuff like that. Like, that's all very Lovecraftian. Um, and she was like, oh, okay. Yes, that makes sense. And then we get to the end of the episode and it was like, see? <laughs> you see the monsters now. Yeah. You see what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, uh, what, uh, so what, what have you been watching? Nothing interesting. That's like the, I feel really bad that I'm not really watching anything interesting. I, uh, I had, I think I've sort of mentioned, like I watched like my staples, like John Oliver now that I'm back, um, yeah. in Vancouver. Cause it was my like stuff that I PVR and then, but I did on Netflix, they actually have some like decent like releases that they keep coming out like Netflix still has a lot of live action content so I'm kind of like impressed to see like when it when it dries up yeah. um but they got new rom-coms so I watched The Last Husband or The Lost Husband The Lost Husband which was like eh, it's an all right rom-com but the thing that I thought was interesting is that it had Carly Pope and Josh Demel in it and I know both of them from like teen movies of the like early 2000s so it's like Mm -hmm. really interesting to see them be parents like or be like older and yeah anyways so that's kind of one of those aging existential crises type things um or wait carly pope no it was starring leslie bibb but carly pope was in it and i don't know if people watched popular way back when popular was on um but like carly pope and leslie bibb were both like the stars of popular and i just think it's interesting that they're sometimes in each other's movies but it, it was sorry it's a leslie bibb movie carly pope is a, one of the friends the one of the mean girlfriends um <laughs> but anyways uh and then i um haven't caught up on the latest season of brooklyn 99 so i was catching like i was catching up a little bit on that stuff cool. um and then a Lucifer is coming out soon, so I'm excited to like finish watching Lucifer when that comes out. I think it's coming out this weekend, um, August 21st, and then for the final, like the first part of the final season, yeah. and then um, they're like that new movie Project Power. I like almost watched, but I didn't quite watch it because it seemed like it would be a thing for me to like have to actually like watch it. You know what like... we have to watch? We both have to watch is The Old Guard. You yeah, watched it, have I know. You? I haven't watched it yet. No, and I know that. I know that. I think that it'll be important for us to watch it for sure. I we I, we like both to, definitely yeah. have to watch it. A because I think it's it like from what the content is, it sounds like it's a like you say it's like important for us to watch it. I think we will also just both really like it. Yeah, I know. I know. So it looks it looks like, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it yeah. looks pretty good, which is awesome. And then the the final thing that I like didn't actually watch, but I like watched peripherally is I started watching a lot of um like shipper videos because sometimes i just do that on youtube yeah. um 
where it always starts out like pretty like uh, like I was watching like some Gossip Girl videos. But anyways, then like Malik is like my favorite like shipper. It's like um um from uh, Shadow Hunters. Yeah. And then I like watched the video where it actually like has the relationship of the two characters. It's Magnus Bane and Alec Lightwood. Um, but through the whole series, because I was like, oh, I don't really care. I'll just like watch this. And then I it, like like watched it and it was like it got past the point of what I had watched. But I actually realized I've watched most of the Mortal Instruments series. I didn't realize it only has the three seasons. I feel like that's probably part of the uproar of it getting canceled or whatever. Mm. But on it's it is on like it's on i'm like so close to finishing that series so then it just like inspired me to be like you gotta finish i gotta finish watching um shadow hunters so that's like my my new thing is like i gotta but although i don't want to be disappointed because i know that it doesn't it doesn't like i think it does end though like but really i just care about those two characters like the rest of the characters are superfluous to me <laughs> even though they're not the main i know that you're supposed to care about the main characters but very rarely do i care it, about the you, main characters. you know what's you know what's really weird to me is that like that show with that huge fan base that like they they and it's like I don't know if it's a huge fan base but it's definitely a vocal very fan vocal. base yeah um like they're very passionate about it which is awesome I uh, there's that show and then somehow somehow the 100 is still on yeah <laughs> yeah I know and right? it's still like I <laughs> swear to God that show had a series finale already, and yet like or maybe it just happened now, but like people are still talking about the 100, and I'm like, who's watching this? <laughs> Other than like the three people on Twitter that I see talking about it, um, and I it saw just that, it I saw just that keeps getting up. seasons. Yeah, but. that that came up uh, as like a recommend because I did. Oh, this is what happened. I came back on Saturday and then Saturday night I sat on my couch just watching all the previews on Netflix of all the things that I didn't wind up watching. But also one of the YouTube clips that got advertised to me or like that I was kind of like interested in watching was actually like Tyler, however you pronounce his last name, Superman from Supergirl. Hawkland. Um, Yeah. yeah. And it was all I could tell was that it, it just said the name of the two characters. It's like these two characters uh, like Derek and something and it's like the best moments of Derek and so and so and so watching the clip I could tell that it was a movie about werewolves or like a, a show about werewolves <laughs> there are so many shows about werewolves it's that I Teen had Wolf. no idea it's Ty- Teen Wolf Tyler yeah Hawkland I didn't I didn't know Wolf, that he yeah. was I didn't know that he was in Teen Wolf but anyways it was just but it was like that is my exposure now to Teen Wolf is this yeah. like video of Tyler and some and like the other kid that I feel is probably this the, the star of Teen Wolf because he looks really familiar I feel like it's the guy from the suicide movie or television series the like words heard or the 13 reasons Save. why yeah that one mm-hmm. is that does that guy star in Teen Wolf I don't know the guy looks very generic I feel like it's a very generic guy I mean like I Teen don't Wolf. think uh, no I don't think that that uh, I, uh, I'm gonna look up Teen Wolf first because if yeah. I go the other way um I, no okay Tyler Posey I don't think is in 13 reasons why I don't know. he just to my recollection he looks uh, generic like the guy that stars in 13 Reasons Why. So I haven't watched either Teen Wolf or 13 I would, Reasons Why. I would say decidedly like... not. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, I would say that they are very different looking. Um, yeah, they he is definitely like... not in it. <laughs> they look generic enough to me. That I was like, anyways. What else was Tyler Posey in? He is a voice in a bunch of stuff. 
He was in Scream, the TV series, but only for two episodes. I don't think he's really done a heck of a lot other than that. Um, oh, no, no, no. It's not that guy. Sorry. I don't know. Again, I watched a shipper video yeah. with these two people in it. Was it Scott? Maybe it is this guy. No, it looked like somebody different on the I'm looking through. So there's Tyler Hoechlin. Who? What guy from this? Dylan O'Brien. Who's this guy? No, he's not. But, yeah, I don't. But maybe that's the guy it. that I. That's the guy that was that I thought looked like the guy from Thirteen Reasons Why. Gotcha. Um, he looks yeah, much more a, like the guy from Thirteen Reasons Why than you're. You're. A, you're a little bit closer, but oh, he's uh, from the Maze Runner. Okay, I knew I had go. seen him in something where I was like, this dude that looks. But again, is he I, the, it, is it he like the main Maze like Runner? Second. Is he the? Uh, I think. I think potentially he's the main Maze Runner guy. <laughs> The Maze Runner is such a like I, I I can't with that series because it's such a a very obvious uh, Hunger Games ripoff where like Hunger Games is already informed by so many other things. It's it's like it's like the Rise of Skywalker, which ties into our uncut topic, where it's like the Rise of Skywalker is a movie inspired by Star Wars movies, as opposed to what you want, which is the last Jedi where Ryan Johnson goes back and he looks and, and the Mandalorian where, where the creators go back and they don't look at star Wars for inspiration. They go back and they look at the stuff that George Lucas was inspired by. Right. And then like, and that's where they pull inspiration from. Um, Maze runner is very much like, instead of looking at what the influences were that got us to hunger games, it was like, let's just take the Hunger Games and put it in a maze. It's like that it, instead of it being Hunger Games, it's maze and, games. And make it entirely male. Like that is the thing that that is the thing about the Maze Runner. I don't know. Have you read the books? Maze, the Maze no. Runner books. So I did read the Maze. I read the books. Boys. So I didn't. I didn't watch the movies. Yeah. Really, I think I may have watched the first one. The books are actually pretty good, but they're they're all men, and it's like it's like it's men. They're boys. So it's it's very inspired yeah. by and so the the one thing that i think is it's actually um piggy islands flies lord, lord of, of the, the flies, flies? Yeah. it's very the it's it's actually gotcha. lord of the flies way more than it is hunger games gotcha. and and so with that it's a modern day yeah, lord yeah, of the yeah. flies and then there's a thing in it where the very last person i mean to, spoilers for maze runner but like the, <laughs> you had your chance <laughs> the very last like person to be delivered to the maze is a girl and yeah. it like throws the whole thing off and it it turns out that they have like a psychic link and there's a whole bunch of lore and it's actually kind of interesting but it is kind of like it was basically uh like hunger games for for guys but then they went back to their like if a bunch of guys were on an island together what would happen and, oh, yeah. lord of the flies isn't it anyways it's it's rather it's it's semi interesting. I do kind of I do kind of like the Maze Runner, um, but only the books. And I always just think books because you can put whatever else you want onto them. I will say though, it's very Hunger Games. Asked my dad. My dad bothered me to no end. I made them watch The Good Place while I was home, and he yeah. kept being upset because he's like, every season is exactly the same. They're just doing the same thing but in a different place. And I'm kind of like, that's what makes shows good is if you do the same concept. But you find an, a different, like, way. Like, the characters are what you get excited about. Anyways, but I know people would disagree with that. But I kind of think that that's what works about series like The Hunger Games or, like, The Maze Runner. Like, it's the same 
idea every season or book or episode or whatever is just like a different like conceit where it's like they were in a maze and now they're in a burning scorch field um uh, i so. i will say that uh, you bring up 13 reasons why and the generic main character i i the the actor i i i dylan minette um he is who I would cast if 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 we were gonna do like a very like true to source material, um, X Men MCU uh, casting. He is he's who I would cast as Cyclops. Uh, oh, he like would, generic boy. <laughs> he would nail that role. Well, no, it's not. It's not. See, this is the thing: is that Cyclops isn't as generic as he's made out to be. He's a much more <laughs> complex and nuanced okay. character than. I think certainly than the Brian Singer movies let him be, um, and even the 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 new, the two newer ones that Cyclops is in, he's a much more interesting character than that. And and Dylan Minnette could play that very broken, very uh, traumatized teenager aspect of Scott Summers that makes him Scott Summers. <laughs> and I could see that that actor aging up with the character because one of the things with the mcu is that you have to look at the long game of it right you have to look at it not now you have to look at tom holland and go can he play spider-man for the next 20 years right i and that's why he starts as a teenager and he'll end as adult peter parker right and you want the same thing for the x-men except for wolverine you want somebody who's already fairly old but that won't age uh <laughs> that's yep that's fair yeah so i in 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 my ideal i'm not going to get too into this because i do want to do this fan casting episode with uh with matt campbell at some point uh we've talked about doing this but uh but I, my nice. my uh choice for wolverine is and always will be until such time as as uh, it's it's no longer a viable option. But we got a long time before that'll happen. It's John Boyega, uh, like okay. uh, just to go a completely different direction with that character to uh, to 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 diversify the cast of the X Men so it's not just a bunch of white people with a couple of token uh, 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 ethnicities in there. Um, but uh, yeah, man, John Boyega's Wolverine would be awesome. Can, can I just say that I have looked further into, like, because I'm like, yeah. why would the internet suggest something for me that was completely, like, it's like when you use the names of people that it's like, usually shipper videos at least have, like, you can tell, like, what the series is that yeah. it is. But I, I guess if you watch Teen Wolf, like, these two characters, like, I, I guess it's Styles and Derek, because I remember Tyler, the person yeah. that Tyler was called was called Derek, and then this other person that I've now, who has the same name, Dylan. Okay, come on. I was like not far off. They're both like white boys named Dylan. Anyways, his name's Styles. And if yeah. you type in Styles and Derek, the internet gives you a lot of stuff. It's <laughs> so, steric. Bit, right? yeah. it's, it's the steric chip. So that's that. There's a funny story with that because uh, Steve Glosson and Steve Glosson and Derek Russell, who did the Smallville podcast, yeah. that was one of it. Like uh, Starkville House of L was like the third podcast that I found. Yeah. When yeah. I started listening to podcasts, right? It was. Um, uh, freelance switch was the first one which was about being a freelance design freelance creative i mm-hmm. uh, and then that's what got me into podcasts and then i immediately once i was like hmm, podcasts i put in star wars and found the force cast which was the number one star wars podcast at the time and then i was like 
I wonder if there's a Smallville podcast. Nice. And she was the one that came up. Steve and Derek had a, like a co-host name that yeah. was Derek. It was not shipping at the time, but it became that. And nice. uh, and then and then Team Wolf came out and stole their stole their ship. Well, that's. That is apparently such a big ship that when I was just looking at random shipper videos, because it's not the first time, and this is the thing, it's not the first time that that video has been, like, suggested for me. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't know, I did, actually didn't know that it was Tyler, like, the Superman. I didn't, I didn't, because in the video you can't really tell who it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I just saw the, the Dylan dude. I didn't know who the other guy was. And then I actually watched it. I was like, hey, this is the Superman guy. But nowhere in watching it could I tell what the show was. Like, yeah. it was really frustrating where i just like because at no point in time when somebody is a werewolf is their romantic stuff happening right (laughs) it's just it's all of the i i because i think with that one i think with the steric one that's like an unrequited like that i don't think that one happens in the show no i don't think so it doesn't seem like it's like what the fans wanted the very top search you know how like it says people ask the very top one is do styles and Derek kiss yeah 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 um oh, so it's oh, the it's okay. the I was like maybe they did but no no the top hit is fan fiction. It's so. the community season 5 joke of um is it season 5? Maybe it's season 4. I I think it's season 4 with with or 3. It's one of the ones where they do the clip show, they do the fake clip show oh. of all of the stuff that never happened. Right. I think yeah. it's season 3 actually. Um and and then, like, at the end of the, uh, like, towards the end of the, that episode, they're like, yeah, well, you know, it was like, you and, uh, talking to Jeff, it's like, you and Annie with your whole, your whole deal. And they're like, what are you talking about? There's, we don't have a deal. And then they, they play a bunch of the clips with a love song over it. <laughs> and it's all, like, in slow-mo or whatever. And they're like, and then Annie's like, you could do that with literally anyone. And then they go back and they do it with, uh, with with um i think with troy uh, no with abed and and pierce oh <laughs> it's just like all of these like like do you have a pencil like can i borrow a yeah. pencil and like yeah. hands him a pencil but yeah. it's like in slow motion with the song <laughs> over and it's like yeah. um which is just because community is the best and and it's like that's that's what the steric shipper videos are it's like all these innocuous moments throughout oh, the yeah. series where they're trying to make it happen and look I'm not throwing shade at any person whatsoever because I am still incensed that Poe Dameron and Finn <laughs> are not together. And I and and was literally, as we started recording tonight, looking at a tweet that that uh, had a moment of the two of them at the end of Last Jedi where their arms touch. And the person was like, come on. Why didn't this happen? It was clearly there. And it's like their arms are touching, dude. Like, yeah, they are standing they're standing closer to one another than I think most people would be comfortable. Um, and I absolutely want that to be romantically inclined, but I don't I think it's a bit of a stretch to take that two second shot of them standing close to one another and their arms touching briefly. But I just love as... I love that people can just see whatever they want to see in like it's like the like yeah. taking really like interesting sort of friendship or like just characters that would never that other people don't see it, but yeah. it's like I don't know, it's it's I, real it's real great. I don't know. I said I, this on on Faster More Intense a couple weeks ago, uh, when we had uh, Ty Black on, on, on the show. 
um, who does she does awesome videos on YouTube uh, about uh, uh, like heroes journey mythic storytelling types type stuff and she talks about Star Wars a lot in them most of them are revolving around Star Wars um, and we were talking about about uh, I the Star Wars storytelling and you know like the letdown of Rise of Skywalker and where people would have wanted that to go and and how people find solace in fan fiction and and I uh, rewrite the stories or write their own continuations and how I am working on my own fan fiction because I am not satisfied with the end of Rise of Skywalker so until Lucasfilm gives me a definitive continuation of that story I'll just do it myself just to like fill that void in my own soul right like and and within that i have finn and poe together they're going to be together in that because it's because that's what seems natural to me um and and that's what's gonna make me feel happy and good and and what i had said at the end of that conversation about fan fiction was like it really like like people want to look down on fan fiction and i certainly have said some derisive things in the past um, but mostly tongue in cheek. I, I, but the thing is that like Star Wars itself is fan fiction. George Lucas wanted to make a Flash Gordon movie and he couldn't get the rights. Yeah. So he just Let's made up thing. his own yeah. Flash Gordon. He just took the same characters and scenarios and he blended them with westerns and samurai movies and added a spiritual component with the jedi and voila all of a sudden you have a star war <laughs> like but but that's i mean that's the beauty of like all sorts of storytelling and that people create things like i created a freaking web series about william shakespeare as a modern day university student like we nerded about and it's yeah. so nerdy stuff but the one thing i will say that i was always like really I, I have I never really stray far from canon because I just I tend to like the pairings like some really obvious pairings and I just tend to gravitate towards them yeah. like like Lois and Clark and Lois. But I was real proud of myself that I was the only one that seemed to be shipping Ray and and Kylo <laughs> like yeah. after the first like I remember being so proud of myself that I was like I ship these people that nobody else ship <laughs> that i was like i don't care what anybody says i need to find something to ship and people being like you don't have to actually but it's like star wars is a love story at its core all of them are love story. anyways anyways it's so true. that was my that was my only real like diverging from the like canon and then it i just like loved it so much that it became canon it because became thing. that's how i do it i there was there is so talking about pinterest after looking at because I, I tend to look at a lot of shipper stuff then some there was a little thing about fan fiction that was like taken from tumblr and it's like when you really like it's like what do you do if you don't like that like the characters can't really like aren't really together and you're just not satisfied by the ending and you're like you know you really want want it when you go and you like are looking at fanfiction.net and then they're like Oh no, it was like, it was like basically like a bunch of people like riffing on different fan fictions. It's like, you know, you're in a bad place when you go to like archive of their own. And they're like, no, no, you know, you're in a real bad place when you go to like fanfiction.net. It's like, no, no, you know, you're in a real bad place when you're staring at a blank word doc. And it's like, yeah, when you're like writing your own (laughs) fan fiction, because you like, it's not blank anymore. It's not not blank anymore. I love it. I'm excited. I I was actually making edits to my outline today. Whoa. Um, yeah, nice. so I'm doing kind of prejudice fan fiction done. right now, actually. Yeah. But it's, I just realized it's not actually. I don't consider it fan fiction. I consider it story building because it's in public domain and therefore could be potentially made into something real. So, but I'm quite um, excited by it. 
Yeah, well, and that's the thing is that like you just you just take your fan fiction, you write it, and then if it's you good, change all the character names. you just change all the characters' names, the setting, and, and publish Twilight, and, and make a yeah, dollars. and you make it about yeah. uh, a very poor she interpretation writes. of BDSM culture, and you yeah. make a million dollars, million yeah. billion trillion dollars. Um, cool. Speaking of making a million billion trillion dollars, it's time for ads. See how I did that? <laughs> oh, whoa. So That's good. skill. That's podcasting skill, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, somebody, I do have to just say, speaking of random videos on YouTube, there yeah. is um, some, I guess it's like an editor. It's some sort of like editor that does edit videos constantly. But the one I came across was Mulan as Fifty Shades of Grey. Mwah. It's beautiful. It <laughs> like is Mulan, beautiful. the animated Mulan. Mulan, the animated movie, edited to be like Fifty Shades of Grey, like a trailer for Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey, but using only the footage and the audio from I 50, would from very Mulan. much like it if you would <laughs> share that in the Facebook group oh, for everyone. I will I will go find it because yeah, it was it just, it. it was so fun. Dig <laughs> back into your YouTube history <laughs> yeah. and post it. Yeah. Um, and feel the shame as you go through your YouTube history <laughs> and go, I watched uh, yeah. that? Oh boy. The whole thing? It's 15 minutes long. I <laughs> 30. The Matlock video I watched was 30 minutes long. There you go. And it was just like a fan cam. It was it was just like a shipper all video. the clips of them together for the entire three seasons of, of Shadowhunters. I did I posted I posted a a, 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 a fan cam edit like uh, uh, today on the Facebook thing for a Ben Solo one. Um, nice. but I think it's only like, I don't know. I think it's only like seven minutes or something like oh, that. Oh man. I had a, I used to have, somebody had cut together a Smallville playlist that was epic. It was so huge and like hours long. That was just all the Lois and Clark clips from the entire series. Yeah. And I had that, that I would watch like pretty regularly for like two hours out of my day. No, I love, I love fan cam. I just love, it just takes the best content of something that you've already watched. It, and that's the thing is that like, uh, and I posted it and then um, I think it was Mark on, on the Facebook group commented, I, I, yeah, it was Mark. He, I'll, I'll just read this. I, I, he said, I'd so much rather watch this movie. Uh, I'm going to edit him a little bit. Holy smokes, that was good. <laughs> like Disney should be looking at this and feel shame. Forget the Snyder cut. Let's get the solo cut. Because it's, nice. it's basically a super cut of all of the Ben Solo-centric moments from, right. from the sequel trilogy. But what's really great about it, oh my god, it's so good. It cuts in anakin stuff and it cuts in some of the vader and luke stuff you posted this on the thing yeah it and it draws like the parallels and it makes them implicit wow. and like uh or explicit and and like and shows you the moments that mirror anakin's fall and and where ben was at uh, as kylo ren and all that stuff um and it's just it's so good that it made me actually appreciate those oh yeah, you, you posted this and I was gonna watch it, and then I never did. It's so I will good. watch this tonight. I'm excited. It's so well edited. I'm gonna here. I'll it's it's. I already tweeted it, but you might by the time people listen to this, it might be hard for them to go all the way back in my in my tweets. A child in a mask. Yeah, this looks really good. Yeah, oh, I'm very it's, excited. It's Ben Solo, and then there's like two of those the 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 uh, vertical lines. 
uh, the vertical line characters, and then it says, uh, "Yeah, a child in a mask," um, and right. it's it's the YouTube account is Josie Edits. Um, so yeah, go search that on on YouTube and watch it. It's so good. It's so well done. The music, the editing, the whole thing. It like it did literally bring me to tears at one point in it um, because it's just like the emotion is so on point. Um, and if you aren't where I'm at with the character of Ben Solo, it might help get you there. Because, uh, yeah, I originally didn't think the character was sympathetic whatsoever. I thought he was just a straight-up bad guy. Um, but I was dumb. Go listen to Faster, More Intense if you want to hear me talk about that at length. There's two episodes. Uh, not the most recent one, but the, the... Let's see, the one with Danielle, which is from about three or four weeks ago and the one with like that i mentioned before with ty i we talk about a lot of that stuff and how dumb i was um and how much more enjoyable star wars is now right Uh, when you just can can love stuff and i did just there's now lots of awesome content on our thundercock patreon i just posted the cool mulan awesome mulan but it's like 50 shades of gray is what it's called it's like editing is everything is nice uh i'm excited to watch that after and i'm excited to watch Ben Solo, a child yeah. in a mask. So, um, cool. Yeah, let's, YouTube. Let's, That's what we watched this week. Yeah. Okay. Let's jump let's, into our ads. Yeah. <laughs> weren't those uh, weren't those ads really really good? Those ads were so fantastic. I <laughs> doubt anybody feels that way. Uh, and uh, you know what? If you don't like ads and you want to just skip over them entirely without having to push a button or do anything. Uh, the easiest way is to just just give us a dollar. Just 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 right now, just give me a dollar. Just take your phone, take a. I guess Americans have dollar bills, don't they? Oh, take yeah. your dollar bill and just press it really hard into the screen <laughs> until it Magic. goes into the internet. And then no, actually, it's easier than that. You just go to Patreon.com/slash/Thunderquack, and uh, and all you have, you only have to do it once, right? Because you sign up, and then you just give us a dollar every month. Yeah. forever there's yeah. once you I, I don't know if people know this once you sign up for patreon you're never allowed to cancel <laughs> that's a joke um people cancel all the time i i not Except on for us, our patreon producers because they're <laughs> awesome but uh yeah it, look you can get you can get the episode early for a dollar you can get ad free for five dollars so i guess you got to press a five dollar bill if you want no ads but uh, uh, uh ad free for five dollars you can get it I uncut for $5, which means on this episode specifically, you'll get an extra 30 minutes. And if you want to be a Patreon producer and get a shout out like JJ Samuel and Brian Murawski do every week, uh, you can, you can pledge at the $20 level. Um, And uh, obviously that money goes to, uh, to improving the podcast and, uh, and helping us pay for things like hosting fees and whatnot. Um, But uh, we appreciate everybody who supports us over at Patreon dot com slash thunderquack and i hope that everybody is satisfied happy with the rewards that they're getting um everybody seems pretty happy about it uh but uh yeah patreon.com slash thunderquack and uh, and you and then you don't have to listen to whatever weird car commercial just played there because we don't like i don't i can't control what the ads are they're like dynamically inserted and it's whatever ads 
Spreaker sold this week. So sometimes they make sense, and sometimes they're car commercials, which I guess makes sense to some people. I don't know. Actually, you know what? I'm curious if everybody even gets the same ads, or if tying into well, our uncut conversation, yeah. do they specifically give me a lot of car ads? Because I hear a lot of car ads <laughs> on our podcast. Maybe but, that's um, just you. Interesting. Yeah, maybe that's just me. I. With that, let's. You want to get into our main topic? Do I? Okay. I'm excited for this main topic because I thought that we had missed it and that makes me really yeah. happy that we didn't miss it because you can say what the main topic is and then I'll talk about why I uh, I yeah it. we're gonna we're gonna talk about DC fandom which has not happened yet yeah um, it happens this weekend I uh, if you're listening to this on Friday it happens tomorrow uh, and uh, I just wanted to kind of run down the main panels on Saturday if you don't know what DC fandom is DC the whole thing, comics, movies, TV shows, video games, uh, they're basically holding their own online convention, uh, for lack of a better term. It's it's set up exactly like a Comic-Con sort of schedule, um, except that some of these panels are as short as five minutes, um, which is interesting. I think that everything is pre-recorded. I don't know that anything is happening live necessarily it probably has to do with how much money they had to pay extra for certain people and it was probably in some people's contracts that they had to do like up to five minutes worth of like oh not, not all of the panels have celebrity guests either like some of them are just like one of one of them is like a here's like your primer on the multiverse and i think it's just like greg berlanti and a couple of other people talking about like yeah, this is what the DC multiverse is, um, just so that you know going into... Because I think that they're really trying hard to get everybody to understand the DCEU moving forward is not a continuity in the way that the MCU is. They've they've moved away from that, and they've been public about it, but I don't think that they've been mainstream public about that fact. They, yes, Superman shows up... This is a spoiler for Shazam, I guess, but you've had a year over a year um superman shows up in in shazam but he doesn't oh yeah no it's just his it's just from the logo down (laughs) um and but it is the man of steel superman suit right so the question is is shazam in the justice league continuity like does he coexist alongside those characters because they also refer to batman and superman and wonder woman stuff within shazam um, and what they've said thus far is like, no, it's like, yes and no. Like as much as it needs to be in continuity, I mean, it, it, it is. can if it needs to, and yeah. it doesn't if it doesn't. Um, and which I is like really that. just their way of saying if it's successful, we'll fold it in. If it's not, we can make it its own about, thing. Yeah. And it also just means that they don't have to pay attention to continuity errors, like the whole movie Aquaman, <laughs> uh, which is just two and a half hours of continuity errors that don't make any sense with the rest of the DCEU other than the fact that he is Aquaman and he is Jason Momoa. Um, Other than that, his character is very different. Uh, The plot implies very different things about his story than what it did in Justice League and, you know, the whole thing. Um, And Batman v Superman. None of it makes any sense, but that's all fine. I... But so this Saturday, they're going to basically have a bunch of these are the like the sort of panels that they would have had at Comic-Con, but that they didn't. Um, So I we're just going to I'm just going to run down the schedule really quick. Well, I'll I'll just go through. This isn't the whole schedule. These are just, I think, the notable 
panels. Most of these are the are the the movie panels, but there are a few video games and TV shows uh, squeezed in here in a few places uh, that I thought were notable. Uh, it starts at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Uh, at, it's dcfandom.com, I think. Uh, uh, and it starts with the Wonder Woman 1984 panel. Uh, and then we have the Warner Brothers Games Montreal announcement uh, after that one at 10.30. And then at 10, uh, sorry, at 11.45, introducing The Flash, which is about The Flash film with Ezra Miller, uh, which is interesting. Uh, that one's only 15 minutes because at noon, we have a Suicide Squad panel. Uh, which appears to be two hours long because the next panel, thus a surprise DC Comics panel, meaning we don't really know what it's about, is at two o'clock. More than likely, that's about whatever the next big event is for the comics. Um, that's only half an hour at two thirty. The I'm Batman, the voices behind the cowl, which is a fifteen-minute like behind-the-scenes thing with a bunch of people who voice Batman. Uh, Kevin Conroy will be featured heavily, I'm sure. Um, and then at 2.45, the Snyder Cut of Justice League panel, which again, is only 15 minutes long, so don't expect a ton from that. It's probably a trailer and a little bit of chat. Uh, and then at 3 o'clock, the Black Adam panel, which will have Dwayne The Rock Johnson on the panel to talk about Black Adam, so I guess that movie is still happening. That one's 45 minutes. At 3.45, it's TBA, which is very interesting. So we'll see what that one's about. We'll have a little bit of speculation in a minute. Uh, and then, uh, that again, 15 minutes. That one is a, that one's a reveal of something. That's a movie that we don't know about. That's, that's all that that could be, I think. Um, and then at 4 o'clock, we've got the Aquaman panel, uh, which is 15 minutes long. This is a very weird situation i i actually maybe some of these aren't maybe some of these are a little bit longer because i think that i was pulling from all of the i was gonna say yeah don't they they like all are at different theaters right so it's yeah, like not all watch... of them a lot of these are are right. in the main hero right. hall of heroes or whatever uh and then 415 there's a panel called ask harley quinn which is like a pre-recorded uh fan sent in questions and harley quinn from the harley quinn animated series is going to answer those questions in a very Harley fashion. So Cute. I just thought that I know that we have a few fans of that show. Um, I like it. It's fine, but I, I, not a huge fan, but um, I thought that some people would enjoy that. And then we've got a Shazam panel at four 30, which I'm very excited about um, because I'm really hoping that they announce a sequel. Um, and I'm also hoping that like that will be coming off of the black Adam panel where they will have announced that Zach Levi will be in black Adam. Um, and then Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which is a video game. And then we end off with The Batman, which is the uh, Robert Pattinson um, Batman movie. I, I which every by time, Reeves. every time people talk about that, I always just think it's an internet hoax. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, that it's not a real thing. And I'm like, is it a real thing? So this will be we'll my first... We'll get our first trailer, so yeah, my first time, like, thing as a making time. it seem, yeah, making yeah. it seem, like, actually real to me, so... Yeah. Which is good. Um, so let's go, let, let's jump back to the beginning of that. Wonder Woman, what do you expect to get from this panel? The movie was already supposed to come out in July. I know, yeah. I don't so, know, just... I would like to know if it's actually going to be 
still in theaters. Everybody's giving up. There's a lot of people that had waited because they're like, we're going to release in the fall. And it's like, well, kind of the same now as it would have been back then. So what are you going to do about it? I don't know. I want to I want to see ways that I could watch Wonder Woman really soon, not in theaters. So that's what I hope is that maybe there's like streamable options. Yeah, that's the big hope from that one is that they just they do just give up. Um, I think with <laughs> Mulan coming out in this premiere access format, um, I think that what we will probably hear and it'll be confusing for Canadians and very difficult, but they'll figure out a way. I think that we'll hear something very similar regarding HBO Max. Um, oh, that yeah. with HBO Max, you'll be able to to rent or purchase Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Because um, the other part of this that, that we have to think about is that in the on these timelines, um, Mulan should already be on digital. Yeah. <laughs> because it was supposed yeah. to come out in March, and we're usually between four and six months for digital release, right? Yeah. Like it, it it's a uh, and and that means that these companies, Warner Brothers and Disney and and everybody they have it built into their yearly budgets. They have this stuff planned out. X date we will see this expected revenue from this release in theaters, from this release on digital, from this yeah. then like a week two weeks later from this release on Blu-ray, right? Like they expect to see those revenue streams coming in and it's very important for their business. So at a certain point, Wonder Woman was supposed to come out in July, which means it would have been out on digital by like August, September, October. It would have been out on digital by November anyways. It would have been on Blu-ray before Christmas, right? Right, yeah. So at what point do you look at that and go, okay, we're, we are losing. We've already lost our box office, right? But can we combine our box office and our digital sales with a with a really somewhere in between is hbo so, max already out in yeah America? hbo max is launched oh, and, and a, okay. but it is an american only thing so i just don't get that because we get hbo but it's just different but we don't like, actually get hbo that's the thing right it's not actually hbo it's chorus or bell media i think it's bell media because everything's on crave it's bell licensing the hbo label putting it on a television channel and then putting hbo on in canada because of the crtc because of our laws here it has to be running through a canadian company so it's actually just like like when we get cartoon network or whatever it's always one of these other telecoms that has purchased the rights and then they basically just make a duplicate television station and then air as much uh, content as they can and then fill in the 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 quotas with well the, the interesting thing about that is that hbo does have just hbo content so i think where it gets tripped up is the digital yep. space because digital yep. would be owned by crave and then that is a separate yep. company whereas the te- the television channel like whatever's on the actual television channel is a little different but it's that it's once you get into digital spaces because yeah. it's like sub sub leased oh that's gonna suck i want to yeah HBO so Max. so i mean like It'll be somewhere. Yeah. They won't ignore Canada. It's a big market, right? So eh, it's not that um, big. <laughs> it, well, it's certainly not as big as China, but but I mean, like I think it, it would be a noticeable dent, yeah. and and they can't afford noticeable dents right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I don't know. I I expect that we will get news that Wonder Woman is coming to streaming platforms sooner rather than later. Um, the uh, the Warner Brothers Games Montreal announcement is more or less confirmed to be uh, a new Batman game. Um, they they made the the Arkham games, um, Rocksteady and WB Games Montreal. That or I guess Montreal made. Arkham Origins, I think, but anyways, I uh, they're they're going to be making a new Batman game. That's what that is. I, I I will be very surprised if it's anything else because all of the teasers have been talking about a knight uh, uh, with a uh, knight with a K, as in the nice. Dark Knight, and uh, and there has been uh, eagle slash falcon and. Um, and owl imagery, which is all pointing towards the Court of Owls, which is a Batman storyline. So, uh, so yeah, look look for that. That'll that'll be announced on Saturday. Uh, and then uh, introducing the Flash. Short panel, uh, short-ish panel. What do you, what, what do you think we're gonna see from this one? Ezra Miller's I, on the panel. I was gonna say just Ezra Miller talking about the Flash. Like I the introducing I. I felt I thought that there was like controversy about Ezra Miller being the Flash. Did that mean uh, we that were talking movie? about the controversy? Oh. But I don't think that Warner Brothers cares about the controversy. Oh, okay, so they're still doing the movie. Did they already shoot it? Uh, no, I don't believe that they have. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Interesting. you know what? This one's actually only ten minutes. Uh, Interesting. This one hundred and one style conversation with the Flash filmmakers, Andy uh, Muschietti and Barbara Muschietti. Uh, star Ezra Miller and screenwriter Christina Hodson will give fans a speedy rundown on the first ever Flash feature film. So yeah, they're just going to go like, we're making a Flash movie and this is what it's about and we don't have anything to show you because we haven't filmed anything. Yeah, basically. Um, Ten minutes does not seem like enough time to like... No. It's so weird. Anyways, it, I guess it's because it's like a high stakes There's going to be so. a lot of disappointed fanboys on yeah. saturday are they announcing that the arrowverse is being called now just the dc verse is that a thing that has officially come out i don't i feel like i read I that know. somewhere where I, I like i feel like they're like trying to deal with how they deal with having an arrowverse without yeah. arrow and i, I kind of will be 100 percent transparent and say that since arrow ended i am spiritually at this moment done <laughs> with the Arrowverse, and I will go back to it because I do love Legends, and I and I enjoy the Flash and and um, Supergirl, and obviously I want to watch Superman and Lois, but I, yeah, I mean, like I we 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 cut the cable, I uh, <laughs> cut the cord and canceled our cable uh, months ago, wow. and I I have not looked back, and it's fantastic. And but with that comes like now I gotta wait for everything to be on streaming, so right. I don't think that Legends is on yet. Um, so I'll finish the season. I watched like the first three episodes or something, um, and then yeah, like Supergirl and other stuff. Flash I could finish, but I don't care to because <laughs> it's just the same thing every season. Oh my god, I I Andy's gonna get mad, um, but uh, he'll just defend it. It's okay. I, yeah, I just can't, I just can't with that stuff. So I don't like, I really don't care anymore that All much. I uh, I just care about Sarah Lance, and yeah. that's really the doing. only character that I'm like, 
that's the only show that I haven't finished that like this season that that I'm like I really wish I could do that, but now I have to wait for it to be on platforms. So, um, the Suicide Squad. This will be a good one because it'll have a trailer. It'll have a trailer, and it's James Gunn, and he's gonna talk at length. I'm sure. Uh, let me see how long this one actually is, because maybe I just deleted the other stuff. Oh, it's only 30 minutes. Okay. Um, yeah. Maybe there's nothing interesting happening between noon and 2 p.m. Yeah. No, I, I deleted a bunch of stuff. I just remembered. I deleted oh. a bunch of stuff from the rundown so that we didn't have to look at it. Because there's, <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff that's like... And it's like now you can be encouraged to go to the DC fandom site, which I will say looks pretty cool. It's like a map of Disney World or Disneyland. Which I kind of like. I just looked at the schedule. I haven't. Uh... Yeah, no, like you get ex- you get to explore the fandom, which has like different like places that you can get different kinds of information. I think it's kind of okay. cool. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what. Twenty four I... hours okay. only, free for fans. How, no, I'm. How do you, how are you seeing a so you scroll a down? Scroll down, exploring the fandom. It's not clickable yet, but I feel like maybe it'll be clickable like when the they're open, like Call of Heroes and then Funverse. Insiderverse and kids. What URL are you U-verse. on? DCComics.com slash DC Fandom. I'm on a totally different URL. I'm at DCFandom.com. Oh. Um, wow. I'm going to go to yours, though. DCFandom.com. I'll go to this one. Then. Interesting. Um, I guess you could get lots of different things. Oh. Whoa, just... what? Why is it? I think I got, I got spam. This is why you don't ever directly put URLs. You always just type them. And then when Google suggests a website for you, you go to it. Um. Anyways, what's the what's the next thing in the schedule after? Well, I, I guess we're talking about Suicide Squad, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I can't find the direct DC fandom website. Interesting. I can't Here's find DC, the thing that DC you were fandom, talking about. DCComics.com slash DC fandom. It's the first thing that comes up when I Google DC fandom. You know what's great podcasting? Talking about <laughs> not being able to find web pages that people can't see anyways. Uh, I'm going to close that. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think I think that we'll get our first real look at, at Suicide Squad. I think that we'll get a, a full trailer. Um, and we'll find out who some of the actors are playing. Because there's a lot of actors in Suicide Squad that we still don't know who they are. We just know that they're in it. Like... Michael Rooker is in Suicide Squad. I don't think we know who Michael Rooker is playing in Suicide Squad. Because Michael Rooker is in all of James Gunn's movies. Uh, um, well, that's wait, Yondu, to, in case you were. Yondu? Curious. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look. I have to sign up. It says that I have to sign up if I want to make a schedule. Anyways, whatever. I'll stop navigating this while I'm chatting to you. Yeah. But yeah, because um, yeah, we got a bunch of. Like, Idris Elba is, is in Suicide Squad. Uh. Nathan Fillion, Pete Davidson, like I and said, is this Michael a new Rooker. Suicide Squad or is it a sequel? Uh yes. Okay. <laughs> it's I like it. I said, like they're playing fast and loose with. Here's a big one. Peter Capaldi Ooh. is in Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah, man, like this cast is ridiculous. Um, some of these actors we do know who they're playing. We know that Steve Agee is playing King Shark. Which is very exciting, because uh, King Shark is a giant shark man, um, and Steve Agee as King Shark is a very interesting choice. Uh, I this movie is going to be ridiculous and weird, 
and I'm excited about it. It's it, the Suicide Squad is the DC movie that I'm the most interested in right now, simply because it's James Gunn. Um, cool. It'll be what they wanted the first one to be, which is Guardians of the Galaxy, but for DC. Uh, very literally. I don't know why they be. just didn't make that the first time around. There's well, because so they 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 hired david ayer instead of hiring james gunn because james gunn was working for marvel at the time you You remember how this movie came about marvel fired james gunn because of some tweets that he had previously already apologized for and everybody forgot about because he said something mean about trump uh so his trump's conservative cronies all went after james gunn so marvel uh, disney fired him and then right after that happened, DC was like, hey, would you come make a Suicide Squad movie for us? And uh, and he said yes. And then soon after that, Marvel was like, we really, really need you to come back and do this. And so he is making Guardians Volume 3, but it's way behind schedule. Guardians Volume 3, I think, actually should have been out this year. Whoa, um, really? Oh. Had there not been an interruption. Yeah. Right okay interesting it was either this year or next year but i think it was this year originally um i think it was supposed to be this summer but it wouldn't have happened anyway so it doesn't matter um yeah the surprise dc comics panel i already said that's probably uh that's probably talking about the next i don't know i don't even know what the events are anymore i'm so behind like no i'm not behind i'm i'm intentionally out of the loop on dc comics because the comics have just been such a gong show you get invested in anything and then they switch writers and it just goes to hell and the characters every writer comes in and does something completely different with the character and it's just disjointed and they don't have any semblance of it's just uh comic books are a mess regardless it doesn't matter um so they'll announce something some sort of i don't know everybody's gonna become uh batman this year or something i'll laugh so hard if that's what it ends up being it's like everybody gets batman powers (laughs) batman doesn't have any powers exactly um yeah uh snyder cut Again, excited to see. I want to see some more Snyder cut stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah, I mean, like the last thing that we saw was during that that Justice Con thing. We got to see Superman in the black suit as he was meant to be seen in Justice League, which is your first indicator that it will at least be better than Joss Whedon's Justice League. Um, I don't. Again, I'm gonna keep saying this. I don't think it's gonna be great. I don't think it's <laughs> gonna be a tight well-crafted story i think the very nature of it of them being like well it's either gonna be a very long movie or six medium-sized episodes of something (laughs) and you're like the fact that you guys don't know (laughs) is concerning yeah yeah it's concerning because like you know you better make that decision before you go back and start shooting new content but uh, I think a lot of it's coming out in the editing, though, of what they already have, right? To see like what they need to fit in. Yeah. For stuff. So. Um. Well, I mean, like they, they. I think that we found out very quickly after Zack Snyder found out that they were right. getting all yeah, of this right. money to go back and reshoot stuff. 
That's fine. Um, I, th- I, I, yeah, I, I don't think that they had they had gotten much further than the conversation by the time <laughs> they they announced it to everybody. So signed the paper and then yeah, because um, uh, they want to get that hype train rolling and get people signed up to HBO Max. I. Uh, but yeah, I think that that we'll probably get a little bit more detail. Maybe we'll get an actual definitive. This is what it's going to be. That would be nice. That would that, be like I mean, the and they know enough. Yeah, they could know now. They could know now what it is. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. I think that's uh, Black Adam. I'm excited. So that was my big question when we when yeah. we decided that this was the the when you decided I decide nothing on this podcast when you decided that this was the topic of today. That that was my big question is Black Adam. I didn't even. I just saw the stupid advertisement for DC fandom and then thought that I had missed something important, but realized that now that they were just like advertising it to me. And then the rock as Adam, black Adam, who I originally mistook for black Manta because I forgot that that was a different, like, I just like, like, in like, or as most people call him black Manta, (laughs) not Manta. (laughs) I don't know what a Manta is. I mean, fair. a manta ray is a thing. Yes, yes, yes. I get it. I didn't. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I you understood. You knew what I meant. Um. Anyways, and then I was like, it wasn't, and I I promptly forgot about hearing that the rock was Black Adam, and then today, two hours ago, you were like, and the Black Adam panel, and I was like, oh. The Shazam yeah. villain and black, and then I was like, "Hey, is Zachary Levi in Black Adam?" And you said, "That's what the speculation's about." So it was like me asking questions that yeah. there were no answers to. So that's like uh, the whole point of it, I guess. I want to see. I want to know if Shazam is in another movie because I like Shazam. Yeah, I and I I would agree. Shazam is one of the better movies that they've put out because it's a it's a tight self-contained story with a beginning middle and an end clear themes and an arc for our character yeah which is more than you can say about most of the dc movies um (laughs) what's the theme of aquaman you might think that it's ocean conservancy but then he makes orca whales cannon fodder in a war with the atlanteans and you're like I don't think that Jason Momoa understands that these are endangered animals. I, uh, yeah. Um, but there's so many whales around me, and therefore they're still around. Exactly. I, uh, yeah. Black Adam. I, it's interesting because Black Adam is a character who could have been around for hundreds of years, depending on how they want to play this character. Um, Thousands of years, even, because uh, he's got like his whole age, ancient Egypt motif to him. Oh yeah. And the Rock has already done ancient Egypt in his uh, it's it's in his repertoire. In fact, his first major film role was as the Scorpion oh, yeah. King. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the Mummy Two. Oh man, the That's Mummy, the, the one, Mummy right? World is just oh boy. Um, and then he made the Scorpion King, which was a very weird, it was very odd for them to take the monster bad guy from the end of the mummy Two and then make a whole movie about how he was actually a hero, uh, <laughs> before he got cursed and then became a but monster. But that's how sometimes they make, they just like, don't know their, it's like people like yeah. something too much. And then you're like, you just ruined the whole thing by trying to make it something different. Hey, have you gone back and looked at the special effects on the Scorpion King? Oh, it's boy. awful. They are terrible. <laughs> 
And I, I feel like at the time, people were like super impressed with it. It was but. exciting because it was actually The Rock's face in CG on a giant scorpion man. I guess. Um, yeah. And that was exciting. And he did the eyebrow. Oh, I remember yeah. that being such a big deal that he did the <laughs> eyebrow thing. Um, but yeah, it's funny because the Scorpion King is very much, this guy was a villain, but we're going to try and make him the the hero of this story. A Black Adam is a villain. <laughs> he is one of Shazam's villains, but he's sort of a, he's sort of a, a like a misunderstood villain. Um, and he thinks he truly believes him self to be the hero of his own story so i'm wondering if this will end up being a heroic origin story where we see him go down the path of power corrupting him yeah yeah, yeah. um and then makes sense like i i would expect i hope that what we're gonna find out this weekend is that black adam is coming out that's what it is he starts off as a hero very much like shazam but by the end of his story becomes a villain um, and then when we get to the Shazam panel, they talk about, and we're doing Shazam 2, which they are. They have to be. Shazam was such a big success for them. And they have so very few of them to count. So uh, people <laughs> actually like that movie. They're going to do another one. And for them to announce, hey, by the way, Black Adam and Shazam, Black Adam's going to basically bridge the gap of introducing this villain who is going to be our main bad guy in Shazam 2. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Along with the little worm guy, uh, uh, Dr. Professor, I can't remember his name right now. Um, Professor Caterpillar. I do, rem- I do remember, I do remember looking it up previously and it's some yeah. sort of weird name that I do not remember. Yeah. That's one of the things with the, with the, uh, Captain Marvel, I, I it's so history. weird his universe is so weird it's and i love it weird. i love it so much shazam should not have been a good movie first of all nope. it was released in the middle of summer and it's clearly a christmas movie yep. which i just love that they just like leaned into it they're like yep nope this is just we just happened to release it late and now you're getting it in the summer and there you go yep. and that it's just it's a he fights the friggin seven deadly sins what yep. a stupid concept for a movie but i love it so much it's so but good. it works so well and because man, they oh lean man. into it he's a real villain man like they lean into like yep. he kills people like it's a, it's a big it's like it's a good and, I the, like, I like and it. the effects on the on the the seven deadly sins, sins are, oh, so are so good, good. yeah they're yeah, so yeah. good it's, they, it's they, beautiful again, yeah that's an example they don't pull the punches on that movie like yeah. they they go there and they show you these characters and it's scary which is great for I think of all of the DCEU movies, the most kid-friendly one. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Shazam yeah. is, is, I think, actually a kid's movie. And I think it's one of the things that makes it work well is that it is for a young audience. But it's a kid's movie like movies in the 80s were, where yeah. it's like the bad guys are still scary. Yeah. Like the monsters are still monsters. We're not going to pull punches with that. Um, to be announced. What do you think? Well, I somebody else has posted a thing where they like have like an image from the the fan, where it's like film. It's titled to be announced film beside it, so it's like they're gonna announce some sort of film. Yeah. But is that your question? Is like what is the film? What do you that think the movie's gonna be? Oh man, I ugh, there's I know I have no idea. What do you think the movie's gonna be? I don't think it'll be Green Lantern because I think oh. that they're going to tie the HBO Max Green Lantern series into the DCEU. As much as they're tying anything together, so I think like they've got that already. It doesn't that right. doesn't need to be a movie. Um, 
that leaves like if we're gonna talk a Lex about Lex Luthor television series. <laughs> well, if it's a, it's gonna be a movie though, right? Well, so yeah, that's, mm. if if we're talking about main heroes and movies, we. We're either going to get an announcement of a sequel, which most likely... Hawkman. What? Hawkman. You said Hawkman? They're not going to do a Hawkman movie. There's How no, do you know? How do you no know? There's no way they're going to do a Hawkman movie. Okay, Even because I'm Warner looking at Brothers my DC... isn't that dumb. But I'm looking at my DC TV, like my DC card game, my deck building game, yeah. and it's like all the main heroes from the first, like Cyborg and all those main ones are like covered in the current thing, and the main hero of the second dc card game like deck building game is hawkman so if you're going to your second tier of heroes hawkman i wouldn't is consider hawkman tier. to be second tier i would consider hawkman in the year 2020 to be third if not fourth tier <laughs> okay. if you were going to do a hawk anything, but they've never you done would do hawk girl first but but i feel like they could like lean into the, the egyptian stuff because that there hasn't been one but of those. But they're probably like, already doing that with Black Adam. That way it would be weird oh, to double yeah, okay. dip on that. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is. Or they could just. They could save a lot of money by double, doubling up on all of the sets. Okay. That's yes. Never mind. Fine. I, I give up on my guesses. Cyborg. A cyborg movie. I think a cyborg movie is pretty likely. It's pretty high up there because they were already talking about it. Um, I think. Man of Steel 2 is oh. a pretty big contender on this. Well, yeah, um, I mean, fair. Because of people's reaction to Justice League, to the Snyder Cut, and Henry Cavill getting his real due. Um, yeah. Because he would uh, come back, right? Like, Henry Cavill would... Oh, is, yeah, he is would still, do it yeah, in a heartbeat. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. no problem there. I um, love Henry Cavill so much because he loves Superman, and it just, like, makes me, like, like him way more as a person than I think I would otherwise. Uh, man, who else could they pull in at this point? Uh, I don't think they'll go anywhere near Green Arrow because they just finished with that. Uh, I'm looking at a roster right now. Pair, like, they could do, they could do some sort of, like, um, villain-based thing. Booster Gold! Oh, man, I, I would was watch just a Booster about, Gold. So that's, I that's what I was going to say. That makes a lot of sense if it's Booster I think Gold, that Booster Gold, sure. I actually think they, they... Two things can combine to help them fix all of this, which is it's been rumored that the Flash movie is going to be called Flashpoint and that it will be about Flashpoint and that it will be retconning the DCEU, that it's going to fix everything. Before it even starts, though? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that you can do a one-two punch with that. And if you have a Booster Gold movie... You can have Booster be the one character who, other than the Flash, that actually knows what happened, and I like that that everything is messed up. And I think that that what you can do is you could do the first half of Flashpoint of that type of story in Flashpoint in the Flash movie, where he goes back, he changes it, everything's messed up, he has to fix it, and then you deal with the repercussions in a in a uh, uh, um, Booster Gold Blue Beetle movie where you have Booster come back from the future because the timeline is screwed up. And there are certain things that, that when the Flash put things back to normal that were still, that are still incorrect. 
and right. the, the future, his his future is in peril unless he comes back and he fixes certain things in the timeline. And then you can use Booster Gold to actually jump throughout the new DCEU timeline and show oh. us all of the stuff that was retconned. That's a cool idea. Right? Because that's how you immediately deal with Flashpoint. Be yeah. able to clean it up in a second movie and then just dive into whatever the next movie is without having to like explain yeah. what got retconned. Yeah, so that's a so, good idea. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. then, so then when you get to Man of Steel two, and Superman's fighting Brainiac, and you're like, but what about the stuff that happened with Justice League? It's like, well, half of Justice League isn't canon anymore. Yeah. It's been changed, yeah. right? Like, even though it's been, there are two versions of Justice League, and I think that's one of the other things is that I think they. Flashpoint will be used to explain why there is Justice League and Zack Snyder's Justice League and that both will exist within continuity, but one is pre Flashpoint and one is post Flashpoint. Um, so one is would be New 52 because that's the post Flashpoint universe. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that they have I think them talking about the fact that they've got a multiverse panel the rumors about flash being about flashpoint um i think that they that dc is trying to gear everybody up for the idea that hey get super familiar with the fact that we're gonna fix everything that this is going to be a very public very intentional retcon and not like the last sorry the rise of skywalker where we just kind of ignored some stuff and pretended like other things did happen you um, have just had so much shade for rise of skywalker today i love it so much like well okay so here's the, here's one of the pieces that you don't know and that why uh, when i give you these comics to read you'll you'll understand they did a comic book series called the rise of kylo ren in which there's a scene right after the 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 moment with luke where where ben pulls the the hut down on the two of them and ben gets up and goes towards the temple and the temple is struck by a massive bolt of lightning and explodes in flame. That's not how it happened in that first movie. That is not how it was explained in The Last Jedi. It does make it make Ben less culpable for the destruction of Luke's Jedi temple so that he is more redeemable in Rise of Skywalker. But for some reason, they retconned it in the movie without talking about the fact that they retconned it and then put the actual retcon in a comic book that nobody is going to read other than, like, the nerdy Star Wars nerds, right? Um, so I think that DC is going to do a very different approach, which is that they're going to be out on Front Street with their retcons and go, we're going to make all of this make sense. And we're going to keep everything that you guys like, and we're going to get rid of everything that you don't. On the one hand, neat. On the other hand, a terrible idea. I I can't hear you, Amanda. Oh, I was just I was just saying. I'm sorry. There's people like outside, like somebody's TV's on. So now I like feel like I have oh. to mute myself. Where I was I was just saying that it just seems like a terrible idea. Who's in charge of those decisions? Right? Who? It would be fine if somebody that we trusted was in charge of making the decisions for well, what gets retconned versus not. Here's the other part of that, that that is very interesting. So a paper was literally published, like an actual peer-reviewed scientific paper nice. regarding the veracity of how many people actually dislike The Last Jedi and <laughs> okay. how much of that... 
sentiment was actually Russian bots and how much of it was actually veiled political manipulation. Because a lot of it was actually Russian bots. The majority of Star Wars fans actually love The Last Jedi. And Ryan Johnson retweeted it today and was like, this actually matches my experience. Like my real world experience of like so many people coming up to me and telling me that The Last Jedi is their favorite Star Wars. I'm putting words in his mouth right now. But (laughs) but like, like this is like sort of the reading between the lines. So many people say that's my favorite Star Wars. I love The Last Jedi. You did such a good job. It's such a good movie. Um, as opposed to the online sentiment, which is that everyone hates The Last Jedi and that's why Disney isn't making any more good Star Wars stuff because, because, uh, uh, because the fanboys got angry about The Last Jedi. So there, like, there's a, it's a whole thing, but it, like that makes this, this type of approach, if that's what is happening with Flashpoint, it makes that very interesting because it's a bad idea who's yeah who's making the decisions i don't trust the people to be listening to the right people to actually know what people like versus what they don't and then it's like why can't you just like why can't you just change the story and let people make their own retcon people can do that and then on (laughs) top of all of this you've got the shakeups going on at dc um, oh yeah like all of warner brothers got fired didn't they yeah a bunch of people got laid off and then on top of that, the stuff that Ray Fisher has been saying about Joss Whedon, which wasn't a surprise, but the surprising part was the stuff that he said about Jeff Johns, uh, who we all thought was the Kevin Feige of the DC universe. And it turns out that he might actually have some problem problematic views and opinions, and he may have handled some stuff less than ideally yeah. when it comes to uh, uh, the concerns that Ray Fisher had about the way that that his character was being handled. In Justice League, so um, yeah, like there, it's been very obvious for a very long time that DC is a ship without a captain. Um, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I this look, is low expectations are the best place to be because <laughs> then you can get pleasantly surprised by things like Shazam, which under different circumstances I think we would meet with a. Is this really a great movie? <laughs> I know, but because right? of the way that DC is, it's. I'll go back to Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is a very competent superhero movie. It's there are some things that it does incredibly well that it should be praised for. In terms of a superhero plot, it is very much connect the dots, paint by numbers, fill in the blanks, right? Like you get to the third act and she fights a CG monster. Right. But that's like, what I wanted from a movie like like you have to start sort of like with the normal yeah, normalcy. Yeah, and then for sure. I hope that with Wonder Woman eighty four yeah. they can move away from that and like I, and, and maybe I think do that something interesting. And right? I think that the success of Wonder Woman allows Patty Jenkins to a lot more leeway to do what she wants to do with the character. So I, I always have to like qualify what I say when I talk about Wonder Woman because I do think that that Patty Jenkins was she was able to work within the confines of the very male uh, misogynistic viewpoints of Warner Brothers and make a movie that is very feminist and is very pro Wonder Woman as a character um, and does that character justice, even if it is a paint by numbers like cookie cutter superhero movie. There are moments within it like No Man's Land that stand out 
and are oh, like I love it so head and shoulders above that. a lot of superhero moments. That said, the movie in general is a very like safe superhero movie, right? Um, nineteen eighty four will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what she does with a little bit more more rope. That's a Wonder Woman pun because of the last <laughs> um we've got still got so many of these can we just say look at i i'm well so we already talked about shazam yeah uh, aquaman i think that we're gonna hear about aquaman too um i think that we'll we'll get an announcement of that and maybe a date uh and then the batman i think we're gonna get our first full trailer we kind of already talked about that as well I, th- I think we'll get a full trailer and i think we'll get a little bit of behind the scenes um and uh, and and we'll get our first real good look about Do we have a release what this date movie's about for the Batman. I think that there is, but I think that a lot of these movies that we're talking about that already have release dates, like Bat- the Batman, I think what we might get during all of this is new release dates because I right, think that yeah, a lot like of stuff is going to shift by six months. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we've seen with with um, with the MCU, everything got shifted in bulk six months down the road or not six right. months in general but i think it was like four months but like shang chi got moved from from the march slot into the may slot right so um yeah i i think we'll see a lot of that sort of thing like things getting shifted by three to six months um uh with new release dates and that sort of thing but I don't know. I mean, I think that that's the majority of stuff that I wanted to talk about, unless you have Batman stuff to talk about. But if I no. know you, I know that you <laughs> don't care. I, I don't. It's, uh, meh. Yeah. Uh, I am he'll put curious. on a bat costume and he'll be very scary to bad guys. I am, I am curious to see what Robert Pattinson does with it. Yeah. Because generally speaking, I don't actually have a problem with him as an actor. Because I think he's done, like, he chooses roles that are just, like, things that I wouldn't watch. Like, I didn't watch, mm-hmm. he's done a lot of art house films that I have not watched. Like, The Lighthouse yeah. Keeper, yeah. Or The Lighthouse, whatever. Sure, But whatever. it's, like, cool, he does his own. Hey, for Twilight fans, one of the biggest pieces of news was that Midnight Sun finally got released. So if you've <laughs> ever been curious to see what Twilight is like from inside the mind of Edward Cullen, as I know many people have. I have not read it yet. You're speaking directly. I'm speaking to someone to... who is the opposite of me. I know, yeah, basically. <laughs> I but could not like, care less. It is a right. yeah. It's anyways. I just that's I can't that poor Edward or poor Robert Pattinson. He just I feel like he's can't trying very it. hard. He's trying very hard to not do yeah stuff. But I do feel like like they both like him and Kristen Stewart have both done a decent job of doubling down on. The reason that they were in Twilight is because they both like indie art house stuff. And that's what Twilight was. It was a Catherine Hardwick indie art house movie yeah. that became a global phenom. And they both hated it because that's not the type of art they want to make. So I just, I, I can't fault them for that as like actors. It's like they did choose a movie that they would have both like knowing what they've chosen since. Like it makes sense that they would have said yes to that because they yeah. didn't know what it was at the time that they were saying yes to it. So. They, they thought they were signing off I, for a movie. I would maybe... be so curious to see what Twilight would look like now if they were to make the first movie now, having it already knowing what kind of a success it's going to be. Right. Because, like, yeah. to your point, it's like they like it's an indie art house. Like, it's a weird, like, niche genre within a genre within a genre movie. Um, they they somehow became 
one of the biggest movies of all time. <laughs> like, yeah. And I will say, I will say art house is probably not the right word for me to use, but like, it's that, it's that type of indie where it was like a small yeah. studio and a small crew. Like it was just a small budget movie that just like became this like insane thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I tried with twilight, man. I tried, but nope. Oh, it's that, just not there for it's me. It's not, it's, it's very much of a time and a place and of a <laughs> yeah. certain mentality. In the same way that I love Gossip Girl. Like, I only love Gossip Girl at certain points in time. I understand that it's trash garbage. Crystal is going through Gossip Girl, and every once in a while, I'll walk into the room while she's watching it, and I'll be like, it takes no time to clock what is happening on that show. (laughs) Oh, no. Because it's like, okay, I know that character. Because I watched a lot of the first season with her. And so I know who all, like, the main characters are from the first yeah. season. And so it'll be yeah. like, okay, I know who that is, that is, and that is. I don't know her. I don't know her. I don't know him. And then, like, these characters will say, like, one or two lines. And I'm like, okay, so obviously that's the estranged mother of that person. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the sister that she didn't know that she had. And that guy is her new boyfriend because everybody eventually sleeps with um, everybody. Oh, Ryan Reynolds, Liv- no, uh, Blake Lively. Um, on that show, it seems like every it's it, it, sooner or later every guy has a. I actually, I actually feel like it's more Blair that Is everybody because because Serena and Chuck never sleep together. Good. And I do, I do like good, but it's the thing because Chuck Bass sleeps with everybody, so it's like a yeah. I love okay, every time I, I have walk to in. Say, Sorry, my, go ahead. My biggest guilty pleasure as a feminist yeah. is that I really like Chuck Bass. Like I understand <laughs> how terrible that is. And it's, it's but just... there's a difference between liking a fictional character that is it's the bad boy archetype, right? It's a trope. And there's a reason why that's appealing in fiction. But yeah. if you were presented with him in the real world, he would be deplorable he would be reprehensible right you wouldn't even want to be in the same room with him and and knowing that intellectually this is one of those hills that i had to get over in order to understand and appreciate the whole raylo thing right is that like it's not it is not actually harmful for women to admire a character like kylo ren who is a fictional character who does not actually do anybody any harm that's right, okay. It's okay right, to yeah, enjoy yeah, yeah. fiction in that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and and guys need to be less protective and weird and and guardy and it just all of those things that I thought that I was doing that I thought was was good stuff that is actually just a form of misogyny because it takes away autonomy from women. So that's that's so interesting. And because one of the things that's really interest like hard. I've never, I've never had a problem with it because I'm not exposed to it too much. I have a lot of really, like, I have a lovely social circle. But, like, I, I, I try really hard to not have a problem with men objectifying fictional women. Yeah. Because I do the exact same thing. The border that gets to, and I find it uncomfortable. I find it uncomfortable, the, like the like adam driver like situ- like when people like are too much about adam driver i will say that yeah john oliver has a great bit oh, it's so good <laughs> with adam Dri- anyways he knows just, exactly like, what he's doing <laughs> i just it's he's so good. created a formula to it and the whole thing is about exploiting <laughs> just, 
that yeah, part like of his fan base. Yeah, but um, there is. I, I will say that the, there was a really interesting thing a while ago, though, where like you have to be careful because there is a there is a gendered lens to that. Like where you have to be careful where people saying that Justin Trudeau is hot is different than other political figures that are women that are like oppressed in different ways being yeah. like then like for example yeah. if i were to objectify aoc yeah yeah would be very problematic it's, it's different because of the because reasons of like the, of the social yeah, like yeah. context of who they are and like so like you have to just understand that kind of stuff so Look, in that it's, way it's i'm gonna i'm gonna make Chuck a crazy Trump. analogy and then we're gonna end this episode i love it uh, it's not a crazy analogy it's actually a very apt analogy but it is no different than the fact that I cannot use the N-word, but a black person can use the N-word, right? It's the same sure. thing. It's in, in principle, it's the same thing. It's it's about where the power dynamic is in that. Who is the person benefiting from that power dynamic and who's the person that is uh, the target of the oppression in that power dynamic? Yeah. And the choice to take that power away from the person on the top and give it mm -hmm. back to the person on the bottom, right? Yeah. So women objectifying men in that way is women taking that power away from men and giving it back to themselves, which they have every right to do because of the way that our society is structured. No different than than uh, the, the prevalent example of that word being used in rap is that group of people taking that word back that was used to oppress them and using it as a source of power and in fact using it to 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 create wealth uh and yeah, yeah. And, and like and, and how you yeah and 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 help them right like the, yeah. so it's it's the same sort of thing so if if i am to say like look i do think that that alexandria ocasio cortez is a very beautiful woman she quite much is yes yeah and it's i think she, that i can yeah. say that as an objective fact that she is very beautiful yeah. but if i were to be like a hubba hubba I've or make weird line, fan, or right? make me make weird videos, or even like borderline, yeah. like you know how you can get those those shirts that are just a bunch of Justin Trudeau's faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. I feel like there's a little bit of a of like there's just a little it's a little different, and it has to do with I feel like also like the love of boy bands and girl bands just having a little bit of a different yeah. context if it's like the the fanaticism that's well, like you're men gonna, versus women you're gonna like... you're gonna reflect that like that that behavior is gonna be reflected in the language that you learned right and yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so I think for for women in our generation the language that they learned was cutting pictures out of magazines and making collages <laughs> yes. with them right? I lied so much I which is a that very is specific language yeah yeah and it doesn't that doesn't connect with me because I didn't do that but it definitely it definitely connects for for women our age right because i think i think the equivalent to that this is going to sound gross the equivalent <laughs> to that for a guy in our generation is a, a freeze frame with the the vhs tracking <laughs> If that makes any sense, I won't go any further than that. But, but like, I think those are the equivalents of like how, how right. uh, women in that are currently in their thirties, I uh, managed those emotions when they were 13 versus <laughs> yeah, how boys did it yeah, <laughs> when they were 13. Right? And it manifests then in like how we just deal with pop culture and objectification, yeah. objectify, object, 
objectification. Wow, that objectification. Real hard, there that you real, go. Yeah. Real hard for me to say. But yeah, as like as adults and how we and how we yeah. consume pop culture. But you know, at the end of the day, Chuck Bass shipper videos. I tell you, <laughs> they are. Every time I walk in on Crystal watching Gossip Girl, and I say it that way because it she it is she should be ashamed. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, and she knows it, and she she would admit that. I she knows it's bad, but she watches. Oh, at some point, I have to fast forward through some of the terrible, atrocious things that happened on that show because I literally can't, they're cringeworthy. I can't watch it them again. It doesn't matter how many episodes she's watched in the interim. No matter what, when I walk in on her watching <laughs> that show. It is all it. The episode always ends with Blair and Chuck having just broken up or just gotten back together. Yep. Yep. Or in the middle of doing something inappropriate <laughs> regarding one another because of their current status with one another. Yes. Like either they are not currently together because she's with some prince or some such nonsense, or but she's definitely sleeping with him, or they are together. But he's not giving her the emotional support that she needs, so she's <laughs> confiding in some other guy. Or they've just broken up or gotten back together. Like, it is always, like, considering the show isn't specifically about the two of them, the show uh, sure is about me. the two of unless them. Unless you're me. Because this is the thing. I always find exactly what I need in the yeah. and same way that I watched that Malik, that, like, 30 minute of just, like, there. That yeah. is... Where I got to that video was from watching the Blair and Chuck breakdown <laughs> of all seven seasons of Gossip Girl. The worst. The is, worst. It's the best. The I worst. I, <laughs> Pretty much. Josh Schwartz has an MO and it's a little bit gross and creepy and oh. I don't like it oh, anymore. Oh, yeah. No, but it's the same in all having of watched, stuff. Yeah. Having watched the OC bits of yeah. Gossip Girl and the first three seasons of Dynasty... It's like he has a very specific fetish for rich people and for the parents of his main characters who are romantically linked also being romantically linked. Yeah, it's, it's real weird. weird. It's real it's weird. It's so yeah. odd. If he yeah. did it once, I'd be like, whatever. But he has done it in all three of those. Huh. And that's weird. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's so odd. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's a lot like Mark Guggenheim killing women and then moving on with stories. Uh, like it, it, you, yeah. you have to look at it and at a certain point go, what's wrong with you that you keep coming back to this story? Like that you keep coming back to this trope and telling it in a new way. It's a little bit different in Dynasty. I should give him credit for that, but not different enough that it doesn't have all the same like red flags of like... These are weird contrivances to get these two people together and like, yeah. and the writings on the wall, like from the first episode of Gossip Girl, you're like, okay, so, uh, uh, well, it's Dan, right? Dan and Dan and Serena, Serena, their parents, a have already done the dirty at least <laughs> once. Uh, and maybe there's a, 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 a love child that we don't know about yet. Uh, and B, they will get back together by the end of the second season. Uh, and and are you? I, I mean, spoilers for Gossip Girl, but do you know that they do have a child together? I I I think I did know that. Gossip Girl, yeah. okay. Yeah. Because it's true. It's it's why Serena and Dan break up for the third time in the series because <laughs> they find out that they share a sibling. 
Yeah. And then that's I think I was talking to I, I did walk in on an episode and then I was talking to Crystal and it was like, don't tell me that they share a sibling. And she was like, yes, they do. And I was like, yep, that sounds like Josh Schwartz. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, in the OC, he did something very similar where uh, it was uh, uh, Lindsay, I think was her name, was the girl that Ryan started dating in season two. The redhead. Do you did you watch the OC? Right. I did, but years. This is she's like only in the before, first half of, wow. of season two because of this. So she, I, uh, Ryan. At first, they're kind of like they're kind. It's uh, they're kind of adversaries. They don't really get along, but then they end up partnered on something and fall uh, in yeah. love and yeah, yeah. start dating or whatever. And then we find out that Lindsay is actually the the illegitimate. Uh, uh, half sister of the mom of of Seth's mom oh. because because uh, Kirsten. Kirsten Kirsten I think it's Kirsten yeah Kirsten. Uh, because her dad slept with another woman oh basically because I like he's the kind of he's the same kind of archetype as the guy in um Gossip Girl they're the same show I don't know if people have the watched the OC and Gossip Girl they are coasts. the same yeah. they're just they're different the coasts show. and different like the different like the politics around those coasts which yeah. I think is quite interesting and I mean the reason I love Gossip Girl is because I love New York City I mean also I love Gossip Girl but like I, it's just like I one of the I don't know how we've it. ended up talking about Gossip Girl for this long <laughs> this is one of our longest episodes <laughs> ever particularly done. when you add the uncut because okay. yeah let's be done <laughs> we should be done <laughs> We should talk about Josh Schwartz at a later date. <laughs> should we? We'll okay. put a button in this conversation. It will come up. Uh, oh. Wow. This is so much for my half hour episode. I really did start this being like, Mike, yeah. can we only podcast for half hour? I'm tired and cranky and hot. I I am all of those things as well. But but we did it. We talked about all Yay. this stuff. I, awesome. I, well, thanks for listening. And... We'll See you next catch time. you on the next episode. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm. I haven't done it yet, but I will do the pre-recorded you thing before I edit this episode. So easy peasy. So that's, that's it. Great. Thanks for listening. I will catch you guys on the next one. Stay safe, everyone. Wash your hands and be kind to one another. Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access, ad-free episodes, and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of Thunderquack.com. Head to Thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.